new year everybody 2020 is done welcome to 2021 my name is cams and you are listening to the first podcast of the year from the back of the 135 part of the west west network check out our website www.westwestnet.com and follow us on all our social medias pages uh, youtube facebook and twitter instagram the west west network it's good to be back had a pretty relaxing holiday spent time with family not whatnot and all of that so i hope you guys all had a safe break and hopefully 2021 will be a lot better than 2020 but um yeah man we um recorded this episode last night me and i had a very special guest um he is a content creator as well he has his own podcast called the Provice project amazing podcast it's got a lot of amazing guests including john campbell um, mark hunt and he's also got a, a youtube series called the bakery run where he goes around auckland and a small town in new zealand to test out pies and bakeries so it's a pretty cool uh, program he's got there so yeah we talked about all of that we talked about his um his content his podcast his uh bakery run show on youtube we talked about how he got started and and content creating um he's also the ex basketball rep coach uh so we went into that we talked a lot about um his experience basketball playing and also coaching going through the new zealand system we talked about Stephen adams talked about his trips overseas taking a trip to philadelphia and down to north carolina and doing some work there down in chapel hill yeah man so it was good to get back in the swing of things good to have the man from clinton south auckland here to talk about his journey and yeah man we're, we're inspired by his stories and you know I'm, I'm a big fan of his work so please give it up everyone for south auckland's finest clinton's own tim provice kind of fell off, hey, like... I liked it, though. Yeah, yeah, like the first yeah. season, and that for me. The second season was pretty good, too. Yeah. I think they're trying to get it back, the way They were telling, like, I saw a petition, petition online. Yeah. I like Luke Cage, too. I like the first one. The second season was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> but the first season was mean, because, yeah. you know, like, he was a hood dude. Yeah. Like, just trying to do good by his community. Yeah. Jessica Jones was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then Iron Fist was... Yeah, that's that one. Yeah. I saw that, like, the rumors, yeah. like... Cause you know the She-Hulk is gonna be like they gotta try and have Jessica Jones in there as well. Eh? Oh, that would be me. Yeah, that would be yeah. Cause there's a there's a crossover there with the lawyer thing, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that on uh, this geek culture or something. I didn't like that. Like that. You should have got someone who moves <clears throat> better off the crowd. Who? Confused. The uh, actor, the Iron Fist actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've actually. I don't think I've watched that one. Yeah, yeah. Iron Fist. Yeah. I only watched like two episodes of that. And I was like. 
Ja, der var en russisk skat, ikke? Ja, der var en russisk skat. Jeg synes, du godt, det var fra Køber Kaj. Robbie. Det er ikke sådan noget, hvor jeg tager mig ud af, at der er Marvel. Like, det er det, hvor der er. Det er der, der kommer til Disney Plus, eller hvad? Nah, because it's like R18. I think I think Disney Plus is doing something with them. Um, they they're gonna bring mature stuff on f- through Fox and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, I was reading that they're looking at doing it because like like Deadpool because Deadpool's coming to MCU soon, and then um, like Wolverine, like the Logan movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They're looking at bringing bringing them in. So yeah, I was reading about it. Oh, fuck, bro, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for that. I'm looking forward to that Loki one, bro. Yeah, bro, that looks good, eh? Yeah. That one is heaps that I'm looking forward to, but yeah, on me. <laughs> so you're, you're a big uh, Marvel fan? Yeah, bro, huge. Mm. Huge Marvel fan, eh? Even like comic-wise. Yeah. I'm always kind of, yeah, always been into them. Like, I was really lucky that fucking... My my cousins had heaps of those books, and I just and the cards. I used to collect the cards. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the flu, the flu cards. I had the whole set. Gee, I was like, yo, I remember um, this card, the card collecting days, eh? Like at school. Uh, but it was more the movies, eh? Movies. Yeah. But the, I remember the first ones was well, me was the WWF. Yeah, the pink. Remember the pink? Yeah, yeah. with the chewing gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, my older brother, he was a big like card collector. He got the the Batman, you know, remember oh. Michael Keaton? Mm. Oh, yes, yeah, so yes. Nice. So my brother had the whole, Yo. had the whole set. But remember, because they didn't have those clear files then, so he got those uh, ring binders and just got like yeah. A4, you know, like um, paper, and then just done all the, oh. done it in order in there. Those were the good days because oh, those were released before the movie. Hey? So you'd mm. kind of get them, just, oh, okay. Yeah, I wonder why. It'd be cool if they redid that, like, with a popular movie coming out, and they just, you know, like, or even the Marvel thing, and did, like, stills for it, like, cartoon-wise. That'd be cool, bro. Like, I bet they probably already have, but, fuck, we just didn't know. Yeah. But well, remember going back to that Batman 1990? There was no internet. Oh, no, no, no. social media, so... It was all hyped. The they hype had was to... It was amazing, they, yeah. they bring out cards, and they brought out... They had um, Prince doing yeah, songs Prince beforehand. Prince song. And they had all these, like... Um, Paraphernalia that was the big hype, like we'd had the Return of the Jedi, that's how far back yeah. um, my brother was collecting cards. So wow. It's always good to have older siblings or you know older cousins that are into that kind of stuff. Eh? Man, imagine getting that now, man. imagine if you found those now, bro. Oh. They were in pristine. Yeah, yeah, it's still in the pack, um, you know, you stumbled across, the, there, there's probably some old store somewhere. In, See, someone's, in um, someone in Cuba had a, had a card, had found one of one, uh, it was LeBron, and a LeBron autograph, it was like two-sided, right? One was like a Michael Jordan autograph and one was a LeBron autograph. And we four four million dollars. Oh. Yeah, it's looking to go to auction for four million dollars. It was just in an attic in perfect position, uh, in perfect condition. And just, yeah, in Cuba, they found it. And they're selling it. It's like, 
far. I mean, imagine finding that. Yeah. Just in, in the middle of nowhere, bro. Yeah, a dual signature one from Cuba. There it is here, bro. Cool. What was that? There was another one, bro, and it was like the, um, bro, the, um, G, a, a Giannis, Giannis card went for like a million plus. Is that, what, was that his rookie card? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, with some of his, um, his uniform. Bro, there's like, bro, they cr- I'm not even into that stuff, but like, there's some crazy stuff out there, eh? So when you were collecting cards, what were the, was it, was it bro, all I the Marvel? Had, I only had the Marvel ones, bro, and they were like, uh. They were, they were pretty cool, bro. Like, yeah, I remember, like, bro, a pack would have been like 10 bucks, bro. And he only got like eight, nine cars in it. And then, yeah, bro, it was off the hook, bro. That's how I learnt around everyone. And then that was like, okay, this is Deadpool. Uh, this guy, is good. he's got cancer and he got this, he got the therapy like that. And it gives you a little rundown. And then you go to the comic book shop and you're like, oh, I want to learn about this guy. And then, yeah, that's how I kind of got into it, bro. Yeah, and once I got to high school, I was just like into it, bro. Like, yeah, it was kind of like how anime is now. Like, people are into anime hard now. Like, you know, and that was how like X Men comics and all that used to be for me. But yeah, let's go back, bro. Yeah, they used to have these cards called uh, suspended animation cards, bro. And it was like a card that was uh, it had like a bro. It was like a clear so. On the front of the cards, like Wolverine, like thing, and then it was clear, suspended animation uh, Marvel cards, bro. And then you flip it over, and it's got like behind them, like doing it, bro. It was off the. <laughs> sh- I had all of those, G, and I was like, yo. But yeah, bro, fuck. I remember. I had, yeah, the 94 Fleur cards were the ones that I had. Here's all the suspended. Yeah, so if you. So you. Yeah, that, like that Wolverine one right there, bro. It's like it's 20 bucks, shit. Fucking God, like, I still got the full collection, bro. Yeah? And then you flip it over, and it's, like, the back of them doing it. Oh. Yeah, and they were, like, clear, so you could see right through it. That was my jam, bro. That was fucking my jam. So how many in the complete set? I think there's about 500, I'm guessing. Yeah? Yeah. It was fucking... Bro, it was all we were about, bro, back in those days. Yeah, gee. So all the go-to places back... The only ones I used to know back... For cards? Yeah, for cards was up in High Street. Um, what was the name of that place up in High Street? We used to get the comments. Where there was Heroes up in Care Road. Yeah. Uh, there was oh, another one. Mark One. Mark One. That was yeah. That was the one back in the days. The cards, bro. I used to have to go to um, like there was a couple of stores that had like vending machines. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then you just go to the vending machines, and there was heaps at like in, at Clinton Town Centre, and yeah, I just used to be like, yep, sweet, just go down there. Get a, get a pack and think I'm the man <laughs> yeah. and then yeah that's it bro have we started filming what? yeah man oh shit <laughs> oh shit what's up everybody god damn <laughs> my hey, bad so man happy new year bro happy new year well, thank you also thanks guys for uh, inviting me um, feeding me as well and uh, <laughs> and and filling my loins thank you so much bro. <laughs> hey no, about, no worries about feeding you because every time I watch your uh uh, your, your, your bakery run videos, man. I'm just at the bakery straight away after I watched uh, a few of the episodes here. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm, <laughs> um, I'm inciting more diabetes into the community. <laughs> uh, but hey, hey, it is what it is. The, the, the people need to be aware of places where the hype is real. Yeah, yeah there's places where, you know, because I saw you before I, I came over, I just thought I'd catch up on a few videos before. 
And I'm a big uh, fan of the Hong Kong bakery. Cheese sticks. Hey, Tama. The cheese sticks. Is this why you guys invited cheese me? Yeah. Cheese roll. Yeah. But then I saw it, and, and this guy always says, okay, do you want a pint? Nah, nah, pint of mud. Yeah. You know, and I said, oh, you know, I've never, technically, I've never actually bought a pint. And then when I saw your, it was you and also from Swirt. Yeah. Yep. Boomer. Yeah, Boomer. And I thought, Man, these guys, because I know how people can be a bit sensitive, man. Oh, what, what's, the, what's the kickback being on that? Bro, like... Because f- <laughs> Hong Kong Bakery, if you talk to anyone out south, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about that. I, I even went there on Sunday. I was seeing this guy, I went on Sunday. Because I wanted to go get some cheese. I'm only there for the cheese sticks or cheese rolls. Yeah. And then there they were close to the 23rd. So I went, oh, hopefully this isn't uh, backlash from the, those with terms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the backlash was... Interesting because, like I, I rip clean the bakery. That's my thing, right? Uh, and that's my shtick. Like people are like, oh yo, you know, like oh, any any conversation we have is all about clean the bakery. Like when it comes down to it, oh, it's not as good as clean and it's not as good as that. But I do it to troll. Like I'm not actually like <laughs> I'm not actually that homeboyish as like I, I, I'm cold. Uh, you know, and doing the series, I've learned like there's so many good pies everywhere. Like and that, you know, uh, clean the bakery isn't the be-all and end-all, but I still play it up. But everyone that likes Hong Kong bakery always got to come at me about Clinton. They're like, well, it's better than Clinton. <laughs> Clinton was this and Clinton's that. I'm like, yeah, not really. Like, <laughs> but, um, but no, I did. We have got a couple of uh, real out-the-gate um, kind of like messages around, don't come to Mangere Bridge again. If we see you in there, we'll... Fuck, give you a home. Like, <laughs> fuck, whatever. And I just hit it up like, yeah, all goods. But you know what though? You know, if if bro, can you go go to that go to that um go to the pipe thing there. Look how dirty that is right there. <laughs> like you can't tell oh, me no. <laughs> there's good pies in there. Look how dirty bro. Wash your goddamn <laughs> motherfucking... <laughs> bro, bro, that was a thing my missus said, eh? When, when your shop came on the warmer, I look at that pie woman, it's dirty. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the first thing, man. <laughs> also, presentations. Yeah. Like, if you notice the real good bakeries, the pie warmers is three times that size. Oh, big time. Yeah. And that just tells so you that something. So that means they didn't sell enough pies. Yeah, I mean, we had to keep it real. Like, we had to... I mean, we have steak and cheese pies at every place that we go to. And we have another pie from every place they go to, and then we have something else. Yeah. So, um, you know, we couldn't just, like I get a lot of messages of, oh, you should have tried this. You should have tried the coconut buns. You should have tried the pork bun. We can't eat everything in the motherfucking bakery. Like all these people are like, oh, you should try this. Right. And like, we only have a very small amount of time because, you know, it's a busy, uh, like every, well, not every bakery, but most bakeries are pretty busy. And uh, their bakery was very busy at that time. And, um, so yeah, but I mean, yeah, I felt uh, there was a little bit of feeling sorry for me or for them, but um, I, then that got it went away when I had a look at the. Listen, if it's a chop suey pie, there needs to be some types of vermicelli in there, some some you know some good stuff, some corned beef maybe. Yeah. But um, there's nothing. It was just a vegetarian pie with some with some jelly in it. <laughs> I mean, come on, that that's an old school pie one. Heyman, Heyman, bread, yep. Heyman bread. Yeah, hmm. but um, you sound like this because you must have been at the school tuck shop or something. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Back in the shop. days, yeah. But um, no, the the bakery run has been um, it's been amazing. The 
the kickback that we've got from it, um, you know, the reviews, everyone's really kind of like, I get a, I get a lot of, um, oh man, we were thinking about doing that, but we never got around to it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, but no, I, I, yeah, it's, um, I get messages nearly every day around where I should go to and, um, you know, it's cool. It's cool that people are very, very passionate around things in their local community and that um, at the end of the day, whether it's good or, well, I can't really say that it's good or, most of the time, there's positives in every bakery. Like, we did say some good things about the cheese rolls. Um, yeah, it's, we try to uplift as much as we can, the local community. But yeah, it's been pretty good. It's been, it's been a cool process. Well, I'll tell you what, Tim, it's pretty important, eh? Like, you, your bakery management, because the amount of bakeries there are in Auckland, like, oh. there's so many. So, you know, it's like, on every, like, sort of like, on every, on every corner, there's like a bakery that sells pies. So, what you're doing, actually, is for us, right? It's for everyone, it's for the consumer, right? Oh, yeah. Because we want, we, if, 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 if they're making pies like their Hong Kong uh, episode you did, I mean, you then, then we've got to blast it because they have to up their game. Yeah. Well, that was our second, that, the Hong Kong one's our second highest, um, like, viewed one. And, and it, it was, I think it was because people like, like, scandal. <laughs> like, people like negative stuff. Like, it's really weird. And, um, but, like, a lot of people, and more people than not, a lot of people were, like, backing us up. Like, yeah, we always knew those pies were up. Like, yeah. I don't know why people hype it up so much, you know? Well, I always thought the hype for Hong Kong, and I'm not a lifetime, but I even discovered the place about two two years ago. But it was just the, the cheese rolls that that was what I thought that was all about. They had this kind of got this kind of pork bun. Yeah. But sometimes it's, it's under money, and sometimes, yeah. like you said, that's got that jelly. Yeah. yeah but I, I think what your another thing that your bakery run kind of what it kind of shows is how territorial people you know us. Extremely. Us, Aucklanders can be, yeah. eh? Because I know, you know, when you talk about a bakery, like how you talk about Clinton Woodward Rebel Bakery, Runway Bakery, like that too. <laughs> it's more like for sentimental value as well, yeah, eh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's the first, you know, when people, yeah. you know, it's when people come back from Australia and that, they go, man, I've got to get me a big big oh, I've got to go to my bakery and that. So, you know, what what part of it is, you know, sometimes you've got to overlook, Yeah. you know, the, yeah, man, this is, this is the best, what was that because you're from that area or yeah 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 and I had to check myself because I was like that I, I'm and even to a certain extent I'm still kind of like that yeah. I'm like yeah I, I, you know like I always rep Clinton Bakery but at the same time like the more that I've gone outside of my own little bubble the more I've kind of figured out like man this is re- this is a really good, pli- good place like my friend Shannon he he's the one that was on the uh, Kelsen episode and shout outs to my, my bro because he was like Yo, this is the place, man. And we were, I think that was like episode four. So we like, we didn't know what it was at that time. And we know what it is now, but we didn't know the, the impact it would have on people. And uh, Shannon was just like, bro, like try this place out. And I'm like, come on then, bro, you can come on too. Cause you know, and then, um, and then, you know, we get people that go into that custom bakery and then say, hey man, I saw you guys on, I saw Tim eating the banana pancake. Is this the same one, you know? Mm. And that banana pancake is all awesome. yeah, you know. So and that's my breakage up the road. And, yeah, know, man. That that I'm happy with. Yeah, that? I wish to go there because my sister used to work up at Taylor's. Mm. The next oh. So if that was our stop before, you know, on the way, like oh, it's not jobs. Yeah, you know, it's on the main road. So. top pie from here, you know. Yeah. But, but that chicken vegetable—that was the one over there. Man. That was the one, yo. And like, it's weird because 
Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm just a dude that's just very lucky that's you know been able to film this and, and go around. But um, you know, yeah, it, it's 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 a lot of a lot of people are doing their own ones now, and it's great to see. Like you know, and um, imitation is the best form of flattery. Yes. And uh, there's other people that are, are trying it, and I'm all for it, man. And whenever I see it, I'll, I'll always share it, or I'll always like, yeah, bro, like tell us, yeah. And then in the back of my mind, my fuck yous. Nah, nah. My fuck you, cheap Nah, nah, nah. I'm not like that. But yeah, I yeah, it's really it's really cool. It's it's a, it's quite a cool um, little idea that we've we've, we've come up with. You know the the access. I'm kind of amazed that the access that you got into um, the place on Care Road, that Pai Pai Oh yeah. And I was like watching how you like they've taken you to the back and they're showing you how they even gave you they even gave you a chance to make your own. Yeah. Well, um, your own pies. So that was so for those that are listening, we did a um a little mini series with Pai Fee in uh, town, and because I really just wanted to know how they make them, and I think everybody kind of did. I'm like, how the hell do they make so many pies, you know? And so um, we were really lucky. Um, we found we found Lee, who's who's the owner, um, and we just said, bro, like, is it all good if we could come and film, like, uh, just film how it is and what happens? And, yeah, he was like, yeah, man, of course. And, bro, he was like, everything was all good. I was asking him about, like, what goes into his gravy, what goes into this, and, yeah, he's cool. We actually, um, we've, we actually just finished filming another set with him uh, yesterday for a, uh, a more kind of like in-depth version of the bakery run yeah. where, um, we, we, where we kind of go and we talk to him around his family and um, oh. and how, how what's it like being on K Road and what was it like in 2003 when he started to now and um, you know like even and then it goes into stuff like what happened when COVID happened like how did you deal and would you have been able to deal with it without the subsidy and things like that, and um, you know, really getting a bit, really getting into it, and then yeah, so we're we're looking at um, possible um, funded series for it. So yeah, so that was the main thing is we want to transition from doing these eight minute videos to hopefully doing a twenty three minute video, and it gets picked up from a TV sh a channel or something like that. Yeah, so you know, big dreams. And that, that's you know that sounds really made for Vice. That sounds yeah. like a vice yeah. uh, kind of either vice or duke yeah yeah or um something something that will let us kind of um explore and and give us a shot so yeah so we're we're in we're in talks at the moment so oh, that's, that's awesome cool. man. yeah 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 it's been cool. it's been dope yeah and um yeah and then we did the pie the, the drop thing so we're like saturday everybody show up we've got a mega ring pie we've got this uh fish pie and we've got this cocoa pops pie if you guys want to come through, and man, I got there at like six o'clock, bro, thinking nobody was going to be there. Open at seven, bro. There was like eight people waiting outside before I got there, and I was just like, bro, this is crazy, bro. Like shit, yeah. And they sold out in uh, forty-two minutes. We oh, sold out everything. Nice. Yeah, so it was cool, bro, and it was cool for Lee because Lee made more money. He told me he made more money that day than he made the entire week, and I'm like, brother. Fucking August. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Do you want some? And I was like, No, 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 we're cool. <laughs> yeah, he was so cool about it. But we're like, No, no, thank you. We're just doing it. We're just here for you, brother. Yeah. And we're looking at doing another one too um, sometime this year, but um, at a different place. So, how did this all start with the, the bakery run? How did that start? All right. So, Will, who I always um, talk to on the camera, he's the main guy. He runs everything pretty much. Um, so, I used to work at a gaming place in town. 
and Will used to always come every day after school. He's a young cat, and he used to, he's, he's a Halo player. He plays Halo. And he used to get into making little montages for his clips, you know. Because back then, bro, we didn't have, like, you know, everything that we have today. So he was there. And then um, and then I left there, and then, you know, I, I knew him. Like, we were, we were mates. And then he just went on and studied uh, filmography and all that. And went to, went to uni. And um, and then, yeah, I started working uh, with Basketball New Zealand to do some um, content for them. And, yeah, I rang him up. I was like, dude, like, we've got our national teams. Um, we want to do some stuff called uh, Tall Blacks Origins. Um, it's all, yeah, if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. Um, and the, we did the Tall Blacks Origins and the Tall Ferns Origins. And it was just a, a, a look back at um, some of the players coming through the ranks. And, yeah, that was a paid job. We did that. Um, and then, it's just, yeah, just the ones down there, we did a couple episodes. This is going back 2015. Damn. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so we did that. So, so this is all our mahi. And, and then I started Twitch streaming, would have been 2017. Um, and then he, he would just come through and watch, and he, we'd just kick it and chill out. And um, and then I started my podcast, and he said, man, you'll be really good at um, hosting uh, like stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, sign me up. Uh, and then, because he used to work at um, TVNZ for, for Re, so like the online thing. Yeah. I know this is a long story, so, sorry. No, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then his uh, contract didn't get renewed after COVID. So he hit me up and he was like, bro, like, have you got an idea? And I was like, brother, in my chat, like on my Twitch, everybody always gives me shit when I rip Clinton Bakery. So what about like a series where we just go and like review bakeries? And he's like, bro, let's do it. And then COVID hit and we we're like, oh, fuck. We were going to do it that weekend. And then we had to wait for that to things up. And then, um, yeah, the first the first time we were allowed to, to do it, we, we, we met out at Hill, Hill Park and did that bakery. And then it was weird, bro, because we did it. We did the first episode and then um, we left it. We put it out and then it just kind of like grew like massively. We're like, oh, there's like 100 people viewing this. Which was massive for us. Like a hundred people want to see this. So then we went out and we did the next um, couple. We did two. We did a, a the drawing one. Bread, and bread basket. The yeah, the bread basket yeah. one. And then we went to Windmill out with um with um, a bro Mikel. And then we were out. And then, bro, like we put those out. And then it went to like two thousand yeah. and like four thousand. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And then I and then I was like, okay, I'm in, bro. Like, let's go serious. And that's when we got our first guest, which was Pax uh, Asadi. And because I, because I was doing the um, podcast, so I had like connections with people. And so I was like, and I know Pax from ages ago. So I just hit up Pax, and I was like, bro, like, can we just do it? And then uh, he's like, yeah, fuck, let's do it. And yeah, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Mm -hmm. And now we're in, we're, we've filmed, we've ju we're just about finished filming season three. Um, and then we're down to Wellington for season four. So. Oh, yeah, nice. It's been crazy. Yeah. Long story. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, Sorry. You know the one, uh, it's funny because I watched the one we had um, uh, Joseph Parker on. Mm. <laughs> and he was nuts and he made this little quip like, uh, oh yeah, I don't think the Anthony Joshua 
judges kind of thought, and I, and I laughed, and then there was that kind of, <laughs> there was that awkward silence, like, is this, are these guys playing on this, or was there? Ah, uh, okay, so I, I threw it at him first. Yeah, yeah. And he laughed too loud. Oh, okay. He thought it was hilarious when yeah. I said it. Like, that first laugh that you get is actually him, and then I said, bro, can we do that again and just don't laugh? And then just stare at me? And then he did it. Yeah, yeah, so... He's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life, bro. Like, real. Like, I've met some nice people in my life, but none of them compare to... Well, when you're that famous, bro, you kind of can be a bit of a dick, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But there was nothing with him. Ego, eh? He was just amazing, bro. And, yeah, getting that was interesting. Uh, the Joseph Parker one. Um, so it was just a random occurrence on Twitter. So... I said something like, oh, I'm the toughest, toughest, uh, I, no, because that's what I did, Mark Hunt. And then I was like, I don't think we can get anyone tougher than Mark Hunt on the podcast. Someone tagged him in. And then he just threw me a DM like, bro, I'm keen to come on your podcast, man. And I got, I got something else, Dave. Like, you want to come on this bakery thing? And then he said, yeah. And then that was on the Thursday, and then we shot that on the Saturday. Nice. Yeah. And he's just, bro, he's just the man. And he was just really interested and everybody that came up, like these little kids that came, and he was just like, how's school? Who's your teacher? What's your name? You know, that kind of stuff. And uh, he's just an awesome dude. And like now, like, because that was the first time I met him in person. And now I can just like message him. Like I I'm, I just hit him up around like the fire. Like, good luck, brother. We got, a, we got a date. And he gets back to you in like 20 minutes. Like, yeah, brother, mean, gee. Like, yeah, that's us. And uh, yeah, he wants to do some other stuff too, but. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do because yeah. we've already done a big free run, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. He's just a nice dude. Because he was another one that started doing content, create, creating with his little skits. Yeah, I think he understands, right? He understands that, because this blew up like everywhere, but he understood that social media can help you be, help people understand you. And a lot of people said like that, like watching that, and because he did a podcast later on with me, he said like that, a lot of people said that's the realest they've ever seen him because normally he's media trained, right? But with me, you kind of can't be because it's like, I'm not like starstruck. I'm like, yeah, you're all good. But, um, you know, I reckon you, sh I reckon you actually lost that. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should have got knocked out. And then he's like, whatever. But uh, yeah, I think he appreciated that more than anything. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's a beautiful dude, man. Like, his soul is just so nice. And uh, yeah, and I, I was on another podcast the other day and they asked me oh who do you think's gonna win i was like jason park all day come on man <laughs> it's, it's my man joe say so, yeah and now we're connected for life nice <laughs> with the pie as well with the yeah. pie and he loves pies man but i don't know about that mince pie he's like yeah i like mince pies i was like gee you gotta live a little brother <laughs> gotta get out yeah but he would i because normally i'll pay for the pies and he was like seriously like angry that I paid for the pies. He's yeah. like, no, 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 how much was it? I'll get your money. And I was like, it was $500. <laughs> it was $500 cash. It was rich side tickets. <laughs> it was free whoppers if, like, <laughs> if you knock them out in under 10 hours. <laughs> What's, you know, for those bakeries, I know that, um, I know Windmill, I think there's a lot, the Windmill bakeries a lot like the Hong Kong, like it's famous for the, the yeah. one thing, I, I know it's famous for the, the mud cake. Thing, mud right? cake, yeah. You know, that's all I, 
That's all anybody knows. You know, it's funny because if you see a cake and you see the color, like the right one, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a that's one of my dreams. Because they make massive ones. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, and cheap too. Yeah, so we had to get that, and it is, as I, yeah, it is very, very good. Yeah, that was the first thing we were like, yeah, this is probably the best thing we've had. Yeah, that's really cool because like you know, you go, I go down the list on your YouTube, and all the bakeries you've been to. You know, I recognize a couple that I've been to. Oh, yeah, don't watch that one. Too. Yes. And, uh, and it's cool to see them. And um, we did, we went out, we went out to, um, we went out of town for the, for season two, just to see, you know, how it goes. And they didn't do as well as we thought they would. Like, in terms of, um, like, numbers, not saying that it's all around numbers, but yeah, 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 the, the views weren't as large as we thought they would be. But in saying that, we don't really do it for that. We do it for... You know, we don't, like, yeah, you know, and Will always tells me all the time, like, we don't ever do this for the views, we do it for, like, a, it's a long-term content. Like, I'm used to doing short-term content where, like, you know, especially on Twitch, it's like you're there, it's extremely small, because you only get entertainment when you're there. But this one is supposed to be, you know, we, we need to have a look at the numbers in, like, at the end of the year, not, like, at the end of the day. Yeah, so, so that's what Will has kind of taught me as well, is that, yeah, and um, you know, like our last one that we did in Rotorua, um, you know that that we get a lot of people saying, "Oh, yeah, this is where we're gonna stop off when we go to Vegas." You know, so yeah. yeah. How trustworthy are those? You know, they have the pie content, uh, the, the pie competition. Yeah. You know, how how reliable do you think they are? Because yeah, bro, I want to know that too, bro. Because so we're going to the ones this year. We're going to be uh, doing some content there. We've already kind of like sussed that out. So um, when we go there, I'm going to be interested. I'm going to ask those questions, man. I'm going to be like, so like, you know, why do you, what qualifies you, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you're not out at these pies at fucking Sunday on a, after a mean ass bender, bro. What are you up to? You're some white dude that drives a bit Mercedes, Margie. So yeah, so, um, but no, yeah, we're going this year and uh, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll figure it out for you, bro. I'll be like, yeah, I'll ask that question. Because I wonder that question too, you know? Yeah. They need um, like a statute of limitations on how long you can put up gold. Exactly. Because there's some that is gold metal pie and then like you look at the thing in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, yeah. and there's probably only 10 yeah. that enter their competition. Yeah. Yeah. There, and there's multiple, there's different ones too yeah. is another yeah. thing. There's like the Bakel's one, which is yeah, that's a legit one. one. Yeah. And then there's all these other ones, like this Australian one. There's like one for like latte art. There's one for like, you know, there's so many. And you just put them up and they look the same. It's the thing with like the Kelston, my, my bakery in Kelston. It's funny, like they've won awards, but they like hide them. And it's probably because it's like four years ago, but still their, their bakeries, their pies are, are pretty good. So yeah. I don't understand the Australian award. They don't deserve us. They don't deserve us. They shouldn't even be in the conversation. Like they can. <laughs> bro, we they can, shouldn't even utter, utter the words pie. Like, we get oh. heaps of people. Bro, you guys got to come over to Brisbane. No. You gotta, you gotta, I'll go. What the fuck for? <laughs> why? Yeah. What do you why? And uh, but I always have to put the. Oh, bro, if you're paying, do you will come over? And then then we get the scene. <laughs> then we get no reply and scene. <laughs> how, how many times does family families over here in Australia come over here? Go straight to the pipe. That's it, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's a, you know, besides, you, you've, like, you're, you're fortunate because you, you have to take that side out, the sentimental value, yeah. or the territorial thing, and you've got to go, oh, 
know, try and be as unbiased as possible. Because I saw the one when you went to, it was the Baker's Cottage, the one down in Kingsland. Yep. My parents, my, my dad used to go there every every Saturday after he'd pick up mum from work. But it used to be known as Connor's Bakery. Connor, yeah. Connor's. Connor's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Connor's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Connor. Connor, yeah. And then when you went there, I was like, like you know, oh, I saw the headline. I went, oh, yeah, I know that place. And then for, and, and I saw you give the rating. And I thought, mate, that's, that's one of the highest. You gave it one of the highest ratings. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, man. And, like, you can tell, like, you can tell just when you walk into a bakery, man. Yeah. Like, if they actually give a shit about what they're making. And that's, like, I mean, you go to Hong Kong, no disrespect again, but you look at that pie woman, dude. <laughs> they don't give a fuck, yo. All they got to do is just get some jiff, bro. Get some spray and walk away and shit. But, nah, cuz. <laughs> but, like, um, but, like, you can tell. And then even, because I got to go in. I'm the guy that has to go in and ask these people, can we... You know, film here, right? You get some that are like, oh, 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 nah, yeah. And that's when, that's my first alarm bell. Like, oh, okay, like you're hiding something now. And then you get the ones like Connor's Bakery. They're like, yep, come on in. Like, let's go. Like, well, where do you want to go? Where do you guys want to sit? You want to sit here? And they know, they know the And, um, and they're all just nice people, man. Like, straight up. Yeah, and it's not, yeah. And, like, we gave... I think we gave the steak and cheese a 10 out of 10 and that meatball one, which was just so out Sounds of the good gates. in theory. Yeah, yeah, but like it was just sloppy. That's why I put it down to an 8, right? And then, yeah, so, but no, it's yeah, it's weird. Like some days I'll feel nice and cut caring and then some days I'll be like, nah, fuck that. I'm out here. I'm out here to get some likes. <laughs> I want some of these negativity likes. Give them to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's cool though. I'm really really lucky. Um, I get stopped all the time, and people like you know I go to Monaco Mall, and you know people are always like, man, we really love your shit. Like it's crazy, and it's just pussy bro. Like you know, and I'm just so thankful and grateful, especially to Will. Like, and I tell him this all the time, that like uh, you know he's he took a stab on on me, and I took a stab on him, and then we've created this amazing thing that's opened quite a lot of doors for us too. So. Yeah, 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 it's been awesome. Yeah. And one thing I've got to ask you, your t-shirts, you're always coming out with the, cause, you know, we we love pop culture in there. And I saw the one where you had the thousand with the fire. Oh. You know, with the Nike. That's my, that. that's what I'm trying to do, bro. It's yeah. that and, and, and sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, are these your own t-shirts that you? Nah, nah, nah. I'm thinking about that though. I think I might need to start doing that, eh? Yeah. Like finding and getting some mean like designs and then just wearing them and selling them. Um, I just get them online, bro. Like a lot of people reach out. I uh, recently I did a um, uh, for the one. If you scroll up, bro, to the one that's got like blurred out. Keep going, keep going. Oh, it's on the um, post. She on the yeah, that, that yellow one. Like this is from one of my bros. His name's um, Fo. He's from out west too, bro. He's got a. He's starting a new um, label called uh, Blank, and it's like Martin, and it's like all those old school '80s stuff. Oh. Like that one's like Martin yeah, yeah. and Gina, um, and then yeah, so he's got like a white man can jump one and like a Save by the Bell one, yeah, like yeah. So I'm I'm studying, but like uh, anybody hits me up, I just like you know, uh, and I don't want freebies. Like I'm not like I'm not like Regan just the norm. Nah, <laughs> not like that fraud. God damn. <laughs> Mail time, shit. I'll pay for my own. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, no, but like um, you're like I'll pay for my own, like. You know, just to help out because it gives other people some, um, 
you know, when I'm on all the time. And about Rigger does the same thing, bro. He's always pushing other people's uh, other people's merch just to try and help out. And yeah, I see that dude doing it, and I'm like, yo, I'll do the same as well. So yeah, so um, those ones, all the all the pop culture ones, I just get online online. So I just search around and have a look, and but they just take too long to come out. Yeah. Yeah, but no, thank you, bro. That means a lot. That probably means more than anything that you notice the t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. I got the Dalsam one. Oh man, I got this um uh, this next one that I got. It's um this Hulk Hogan Randy Savage one. Oh. I'm trying to get like yeah, I did a NWO one uh, episode where I was black and white NWO. Yeah, I, I love just yeah, and it's my way of expressing who I am as a as a pop culture dude. You know, I saw this. There's this place. Oh, there's this um, page online. It's called um, Jobbers, Wrestling Jobbers on Instagram, and they've got all the old school oh, kind of uh, wrestling stuff. But this is it's based in the UK, and they've got the shirt, and I thought it was urgent. So it's got the Intercontinental Belt. Oh, old school, oh. the um, uh, the, the Steamboat. Yeah, yeah, oh, the Steamboat. You know that title, and I always thought that was the best. Oh. Besides the old WCW belt, for those two were the best looking belts out yeah. of all the the, the wrestling. Yeah. You know. I've um yeah I'm I'm a big time wrestling dude from back in those days. Yeah. I don't watch it now; it's just too silly now. Yeah. But um yeah yeah I, I read uh I'm trying to just make a collection of like real old school wrestling stuff. Yeah. And then just bring it back, you know. Like I'm waiting for like a Diamond Dallas Page one to come in, and like Ultimate Warrior. Like I see uh Regan Rocks this uh, Ultimate Warrior shirt. I'm like fuck, I want to get me something like that. Like, yeah. yeah. One of my one of my mates <coughs> uh, spell. Who's uh? He's only my mate through like working with him like, on the on the podcast. He's like the wrestling almanac, bro. Like that dude is like <laughs> the DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spell, spell. Well, you, can, you can tell by the way he's got the the lettering and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh man, he's and you just, know he's a big. There he is. Yeah, but yeah, me and Spell go. Yeah, well, uh, and because I've interviewed him twice on my potty, and bro, we go into this whirlwind of just. <clears throat> Fucking wrestling knowledge, yeah, mm. I, yeah, and he's just the man. He's one of the coolest cats out. You know, on the, on, on Netflix, is that Netflix the program um, Dark Side of the Ring? No, that's Vice. Vice, 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 Vice yeah. Oh, it's on Neon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, eh? yeah I watched all those ones. Yeah, I, my favorite one was the the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, because you know oh, you got to get to see the other, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. both sides of it and the. You, you know, like I'd seen around that documentary, you know, the yeah, yeah, Risk of Shadows and Beyond oh, the Mat, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Beyond the Mat, someone yeah. I saw, yeah, yeah, that's the one of when, bro, when Mankind and The yeah. Rock does about 20 like shots, like <sighs> chair mean. shots on, to the head, it's got his daughter crying in the background, you yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, I remember watching that and really wanted to get the whole, you know, because before that, before that, um, the Risk of Shadows and the Vice. Only way that you could get a proper like look into it was on Wikipedia, mm. you know. And anybody and then, can write that. Yeah, it? exactly. I mean, you got the you know behind the scenes kind of thing. Like it was funny when Vince Russo and all that they argued who came up with this idea, and it's, it's out of it. You know, yeah. wrestling it has its own little. That's what I love about wrestling. Like, I, like I like the wrestling, but I like the back what goes it's behind. You know, stuff, eh? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. Like, yeah, that was those are my heydays, bros. Yeah, go to the go to United Video. You know, getting getting one out for the weekend and watching it over and over and over again, knowing each spot. Oh, this is the part where he jumps off. That's yeah. You know, the, yeah. And um, but yeah, bro. Yeah, no, wrestling is my jam, bro. Like, yeah, I was I was brought up in the in that era, you know, where um, WCW was on a Friday night and on Channel Two, 
And then on Channel 4 was uh, WWF. And yeah, yeah, I was in that attitude era where it was just no holds barred, man. Everybody was just going crazy. Yeah. And then WCW was trying to match them. Yeah. Well, it was cool that documentary they had on um, on the WWE Network. Those little Monday Night Oh, the Wars? Yeah, yeah, man. That was so it was just yeah. cool. It was just... How in WCW they they were on fire, right? I liked I liked how they did the graphics. Like you after this, they had like they were up here and we were down yeah. here, and then it changed and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool, eh? Yeah. But no, wrestling is uh, yeah, that's a big part of what I kind of like. I think like back in the day, bro, wrestling and cartoons was the reason why, or especially wrestling. I reckon wrestling, cartoons, and hip hop. That's the reason why I'm like uh, sometimes I just believe in myself a lot. Because, you know, you like, my heroes were, like, Shawn Michaels and The Rock. Right? Yeah. And then in hip-hop, my heroes were, like, Jay-Z and Nas and Wu-Tang, right? And they all just talk about how good they are and shit. Like, like I'm the best rapper. I'm the, you know, I'm the best rapper alive. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the greatest, the, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. You know, and then for me, it was like, yeah, that's what I got to do. I got to be more confident. And then, uh, yeah, that's just kind of like, I always kind of had that in my mind. I was like... Yeah, I'm the best at what I do, you know, and even if I wasn't, at least I still kind of believed in myself. And I think, yeah, I think we don't get that in wrestling anymore. It's all like fucking weird shit, like, you know, like, and I get it. It's a story and it's a narrative, but, you know, bro, it got really weird, bro. Like, there was like Vince, like, an incest with Stephanie and shit, like, whack shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, nobody's got, you know, and then, yeah, so... Yeah, that was my upbringing pretty much. It's just watching wrestling, watching cartoons, and watching listening to Wu Tang on the weekend. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you like HBK ever, Britta? Yeah, I did, bro. I was a massive HBK. Yeah. That was, you know, it's funny because it was, it was that kind of thing where you had to pick, yeah. pick sides, you know, and it was kind of like with WWE, or WWF at, the, at that time in WCW. But it was, just so, it was just so, like, if you look, when you watch that, uh, that documentary, you just realize. How, yeah, two companies that were at the apex, they're yeah. at the top of the game, and it's The Rock, it's The Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah. You know, they're the, that's Cold the turning game. point, man. Yeah. Then you, I just love watching all The Rock's old um, oh, bro, promos. Nothing beats him. He's too good, eh? I used to be like, I used to watch, well, like, I used to do, when I was Twitch streaming, and I was like, you know, I knew I had to be like electric. I used to just have a shower. And watch like watch his stuff in the show before I go on live. I would just watch it over and over again because he's just, bro, he's so magic. Eh? He's just amazing, bro. Yeah, yeah. He was by far my favorite. Every time he came up, I was just like, bro, shut up, shut up, shut up. Listen, you know, watch him, watch him. He's gonna do this. And yeah, yeah. And, and those times when you've come back, you know, and they just, it's like he, he never missed a, he doesn't mm. miss a beat. And when he talks. You, know, you have those guys when they cut a promo, there's a lot of arms and you know, the yeah. little pauses. He can go on a tangent, yeah. like he can go two, three minutes and not stop. And you're like, just, oh, <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah, he's a special dude, man. Yeah. And that's why he's, he is who he is now. Yeah, right? that's right. You know? Yeah. He could be the next prison. They should. <laughs> I think he probably could be. Yeah, they've already gone to one extreme. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why not, why eh? Not? Jeez. I wouldn't put it past the group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that's kids are not going to be hit someone for chance. <laughs> yeah, I know. Someone tried coming, you know, 
cut a promo as well for it too. But yeah, no, nah, that's, that's it's funny. Pop culture's it's cool like that, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like back in the days. I think it was kind of not frowned upon, but it wasn't it wasn't really cool. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. No, it was like the watching nerd cartoons culture. and watching yeah, watching nerds, wrestling. Like you're yeah. a nerd. Like I've had plenty. I remember, bro. I used to have um, hard out like posters on my wall, bro. Of, like just wrestlers and shit. And uh, bro, you bring like you bring people around. And they'd be like, bro, why have you got all these on your walls? Like, bro, these are like, these are the guys, man. Like you guys gotta understand some. Yeah, but uh, it's just. Now it's acceptable. Now everybody's oh. just accepting you for who you are, and I yeah. think it's awesome. It's, it's, no, it's awesome. Like, mm. it, that's the thing about pop culture. Like, if you watch, have you seen the new Wonder Woman movie? No, I haven't. Not that I watched it uh, <laughs> on Facebook. I was in page. I watched it there, wasn't I don't think it was. Oh, I, it's, it's probably one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. I've heard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, but it's part of it's because I think why it's going to be popular is because it's. 1984, and that's you know top of pop culture kind of mm. the bright, the bright clothing and the the sweat bands and the you know the leg warmers and all that. And I, I I'm not sure if they were trying to get that kind of nostalgia kind of yeah. thing going for them, but it's funny like pop culture is like huge. I remember watching play. Uh, I think I watched really play one the yep. other day, and I have just, you okay. Have you read the book today? No, I haven't. Right. The book is way better than that. Oh, yeah. So it was an actual book before. Bro, yeah. So I read the book to um, I read the book with my daughter, bro, because my daughter's into that stuff. So cool. we just read a chapter every night, and um, bro, it's way deeper than the movie. It should have actually been a trilogy, bro. Yeah. So what they should have done is because each each of those eggs, like like the book centers around getting the three eggs, right? And each one of them is so more elaborate than the other one. Than the yeah. movie. The movie was just like, oh yeah, they just get it. Like, yeah, they do this. But this one, like, they really have to think about it. And yeah, it's it's, it's it would have been cool if it was like that. But I'm um, really player twos. Just the the novels come out. And uh, yeah, we're reading that at the moment at home. So yeah, oh, awesome. I like my daughter's into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like video game culture and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was the <coughs> just so cool. Um, all the references back to. Yeah. The DeLorean, um, there's that, you know, the one thing I thought was awesome when they went into The Shining. Yeah, well, see, that's not even on the book, bro. Oh, okay. No, so and the second egg, which they're going to try to get, is in, it's in, like, there's a there's a movie called War Games, and it had Matthew... Matthew Broderick. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So, in spoiling the book, in the book, they had to recite word for word, they had to go in to one of those worlds that they went into and they had to recite word for word through, go through the whole war games. And uh, yeah, and then they took all that out. But that was cool, bro, because then that led to uh, like a like a, another area that they had to get through and, and then uh, complete um, uh, Pac-Man w- with one one life. And then if they lost it, then they have to go all the way back and do it all again. It was, yeah, it's like stuff like that. And even that last, that last you know, fight that they had on, um, at, I think it's Amarok, which the, I think it is, that's what it's called. Like, that's way, in the books, that's like a massive fight. Like, yeah, it goes on forever. Yeah, and it takes days and days and days. So, yeah. I hardly ever read books, but, like, that's probably the one I've really got into. Yeah, and I did the audio book for it on... Well, I did the audio book when I was going on flights and stuff, and then I was like, oh, man, I'll start reading it to my to my uh, my daughter, and then that's how we got into it. But, yeah, getting into the... 
uh, player two now. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It starts right away, like as soon as it finishes. So yeah, as soon as they win it, then it goes into another yeah another game. Yeah. Where's the train? Yeah, is it's audiobook. It's only a book, yeah. It's on audio. Yeah, man, I'm getting pretty lazy. Audiobook's yeah. good for me, man. Yeah, man. I've done a few books. Like, audible is my go-to now, you know, besides yeah. podcasts and that. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, though. Like, um, like that's how a lot of people are getting their information is through podcasts and audiobooks. It's awesome, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's efficient. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a lot of people, you know, we're on the move. You know, the working, you're going somewhere... You're driving to a place, going yeah. to rent a pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the gym too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I just got out to audiobooks like, last month. Yeah. And because uh, he got me into it. Because I never wanted to do it because I wanted to read. Yeah. Because I, I like looking at the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, you know, but then you, you got no time to do it. You know? There's yeah. no time in the day to read a book. Mm. But you know, you can. So I just got audio just to. And I got through a book in whole one, maybe one, one half days. Oh, yeah. Just listen to the whole thing at work and, you know. Audible's awesome. Because, like, when you stop. And the other thing, bro, that you can do with Audible is it links up with that, um, with the Kindle thing. Yeah. So if you, like, so it was cool, bro. I figured this out, too. Like, you can read it on Kindle. And then you, when you're finished, when you're like, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore, you, like, hold the word down that you, you know, you finished on. And then when you go to your Audible, it starts from there. Oh. Yeah. And then when you finish... Down. Yeah. Like when you finish your audible and you turn it off, then there's a line that that line will go to where you finish. So yeah, but you have to buy the book on Kindle and yeah, yeah. But uh, you get a discount though. It's like oh. it's only like three or four dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it depends on what book it is. Yeah, bro. They're getting smart, bro. No, no, no. They just they, they've, they've got me. Out. They've got me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I finished the uh, Lenny Kravitz his autobiography. It's funny because and he does like the first pretty much the first half of his life. Yeah. Up until I think. He marries Lisa Bernay, I think, you know? I was like, damn you, Lenny. Oh, that's the, and whole... the other, Yeah, that's the whole book. But, you know, it's so cool because Lenny Kravitz, it's like Lenny Kravitz is in your head, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, man, I'm walking around, Lenny Kravitz is talking to me. Yeah. He's telling about his life, man. His, man, if, if anyone gets a chance, if you get a chance to listen to it, man, he was destined to be to be great. Yeah. Because he, through his, you know, Jewish father and his, and his um, black mother, they... They, they just were linked with everyone. Like, yeah. he knew people, she knew people. She was on the Jeffersons, you know. That's right. And then, like, he went, he took him to a, a Jackson 5 concert, and all, uh, his dad and that. It's just, mm. it's amazing. Of Tisha Campbell, yep. of Gina, speaking oh, of yeah. Gina. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so he met, so he had auditioned for this band or something, for a, a movie. And she was the, she was on the movie, she auditioned as well. Oh, yeah. And he went, he moved to New York and stayed with her and her family. And I was like, damn, Tisha Campbell, you know, Gina, yeah, damn, Gina, you know, <laughs> she was fire back then, bro, like house party, and stuff. house party, man, Ooh. you know, that, I watched that, I watched it recently, so see, that really. still holds up, yeah, all even the jokes on them, you know, how, that, one and two, I love one and two, you know, the third one, you know, like everything, trying, yeah. you know, but the number one and two with, with, with Pop Paris, and that, that still holds up, man, oh, the jokes on that. You know, full force. Oh, bro, even the Martin episodes were like, oh, bro, like, I, I, I watched this compilation of all the times that, um, 
that that mutton mocked uh, Pam, bro. Yeah, 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 bro. I'm like far out, man. He's the you know he goes in, bro. Yeah, the horse references. Yeah, the horse ones. <laughs> far <laughs> out, bro. He's on the gates. Yeah. The her Pam Shanene when he's when he's Shanene as well. Oh, uh, what's the uh, is it Butterfly Jones? No, no, no. Uh, Superfly Jones. Superfly Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's you know how I knew it was legit funny. We were, we were watching mine because we were waiting for the wrestling, right? And my dad was you know in the lounge, and that's the bit when Superfly Jones goes to show him how to do his karate, teach him at Gina's place. Oh yeah. And man, my dad laughed harder than me and my brother, man. Like, it was just because, you know, that's, who, besides being funny, his physical comedy and that is, oh, is out the gates. I just remember the bit where, like, he like he does his leg, you know, yeah. the instructor does his leg, and you can see the rest of the crew, they actually try not to laugh in the background, you know, that's the, that's how good he was, man. And that, that, that show was fire, man. Oh, bro, like, yeah. it's underrated, bro. Yeah. You know? I like the um, Otis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, old man yeah, so I'm many. Just saying, uh, yeah. Bro, brother man, brother man, the one yeah. from upstairs. This is yeah. out the gate, hey. I, I gotta, I, man, I gotta do a binge, eh, of, of Martin. Just with my kids, because my kids would, would love it, you know? But yeah. You know what I love about those shows, too? Is the gears. Yeah. If you look at all Fresh the Prince. Like, Fresh Prince as well, it's got all these Nike yeah. fights, it's got the Scotty Pippins on them. And you're like, man, if we could just go back in time and yeah. just say, oh, just put buy one pair, put another pair aside because, you know. Uh, yeah, because that would be worth heaps right now. Shame. That was, yeah, nah, that was modern in that. All those, all those series, I think, and Living Colour, you know, around that era, around that time, was, was you know, the go-to as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's going back. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's give us some ideas for t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Hard out, you know. Hard out, a bit of, yeah, go, 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 come on, hook up. See so, what I can grab. So when did the, so your podcast, mm. when did that start? Right. What, so what, you know, we're going back, so we're going back to your storyline, you yeah. your timeline now. What, what, what made you want to start doing the podcast? So I was doing the Twitch streaming thing for about two years and um, I was just getting, bro, it's, it's like Twitch streaming is really strange because... Like, you, you have your regulars that come in and watch you, but, like, you know, like, sometimes they're busy or sometimes they've got stuff on. So I thought, well, how can I come up with some type of entertainment that, like, they can sort of go? And I thought, oh, your podcast would be the one. So, so you know, I did it. Um, so during lockdown, I, I had a plan. I was going to do it anyway, but I was like, oh, I'll wait till the end of the year. I was going to start it, like, now, right? And then lockdown happened, and I was like, Bro, I just don't feel like playing a game. Like, I'm just going to get some of my mates and just have a chat with them around what's going on in the world. And that started, and then that was it. I think it was June, I think, June, June 2020 is when I started it. And then, yeah, and it was my mates. And then one of my mates uh, is Donnie from Nisha Mystic. And so um, so I got him on and we talked around Nisha Mystic and, and how, um, you know, just I just did what I do. Like, you know, I'll bring up stuff that I, I research things and I, um, and then that turned into P Money, and then P Money did a great job there. And then I put something out on um, Twitter, like who should we interview? And somebody just said John Campbell, and then John Campbell just emailed me and said, "Yep, I'm keen. When do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Tomorrow, <laughs> next week. Is that all right?" And he's like, "Yep, let's do it." And then that that started it pretty much to where it is today. Four's and four old John Campbell um, coming on and. Yeah, I had um, 
I had a lot of people come in and I had, a, I think I had like about four to 500 like viewers at the same, like concurrent ones at the same time. And it's to today, it's the, the highest viewed or downloaded um, thing that I've had because it's just so organic and raw. Like, yeah, and that's what he liked about it. And then, yeah, and then it just grew and grew from there. And now I'm, I do it three nights a week and yeah, so. But nah, bro, like Don Campbell was buzzy, bro. Like, you know, he rang me the day before. I'm really thankful that he did, bro. I, I don't know if he did that on purpose, but he rang me the day before, bro, and it kind of took the sting out of it. Like the, holy shit, it's John Campbell, like, you know? And um, yeah, that took the sting out of it for me. So yeah, talking to him, he was just the man, bro. Like he's such, such a good dude. And then through that, um, that opened other doors for me. But, you know, he, he, he said like, bro, this is some of the coolest interviewing I've ever had a, been a part of. And, um, yeah, and then I just grew and grew from there. Had uh, Mark Hunt on and, um, yeah, Flip, Joseph Parker. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people that I'm like, holy moly. I've, all the Swidit boys. Um, Shea Fu was another one that I was a bit starstruck on. I can't I can't lie, I was a little bit starstruck with <laughs> Shea Fu. Yeah. Uh, it took me a little while to get over that. And then once I got over that, then I delivered a, a really good um, conversation. Spells, another one. Um, yeah, Capisi, Terrell, the Uncle Tix and all that. So yeah, it's been it's been a cool little journey for me. Yeah. In you know before you started the podcast, were you listening to podcasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to I listened to um Jesus and Mero. I love Jesus and Mero. Yeah. They're some of my favorite um like it's it, it's it's an acquired taste to listen to them because they're very street and hood and you're just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um Taxstone I used to listen to quite a lot. Who's um who's, who doesn't podcast anymore? Um, oh man, like he was to was Joe Budden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a bit too full on for me. Yeah, that's what I find. Yeah. Like man, sometimes it takes goes into his feels. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy though. You know when he goes into his little. And then you know like the I mean I think nearly every podcaster kind of listens to Joe Joe Rogan. And, you know, just to get, like, you know, because he's probably the best. Yeah. But, like, nothing, like, I, I didn't know that there was New Zealand ones, you know. And I I still go around and I listen to some. I listen to you fellas. I listen to um, uh, some of the RNZ stuff. Um, and, yeah, I've been getting into just, ran, uh, uh, you know, like, once I got into podcasting, I was like, okay, that means I've got to start learning a little bit more about marketing and, um, and social media. So I have a couple of potties that I listen to around those things just to help me out get some ideas and then yeah so it's all good yeah. you know you know if your graphics in that do you is that you yeah that, that's that's all me yeah yeah i figured that, that's all the stuff i learned from streaming yeah pretty much so all that stuff's just canva and obs pretty much yeah and i just do it just as we go all the um the the scene changes and stuff like that the transitions all me i, I came out with all those and yeah it's it's just skills I've picked up from yeah. from tr uh, Twitch streaming, yeah. The Twitch streaming came from your gaming. Yeah. yeah. So I was just playing the games <clears> and I was like, bro, I just want to... Well, I didn't like... Yeah, I wanted to just give it a go. Uh, when I worked at basketball... When I worked at uh, BBNZ and Basketball New Zealand and Basketball Auckland, um, I was like... Bro, there was nothing like... You know, I wasn't allowed to do any of that. And plus, bro, like, I was at fucking... I was at basketball trainings every night, like, you know, like, and weekends were over for me. You know, I had nothing on the weekends. So 
it was weird. Like, and then once I had some time, then I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this Twitch streaming thing a go, just see how it is. And um, yeah, and then just kind of evolved. I think the most I had was probably like 250 subs. So yeah, and that kind of fluctuated. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was me. So what's a business model for Twitch? Like, how does it work? Like, so your main, supposedly the main form of uh, your main income sources from subs. So it's ten dollars now. So somebody can subscribe to you for ten dollars, and that means that they can watch your stream without uh, any ads, and they also get these little emojis, these little emotes. They call them emojis that they can use in anybody's stream. It doesn't have to be just yours, and they can be whatever you make them. So a lot of people go in and do that. But um, the the way that it works though is that like um, the, the the streamer only gets fifty percent of that, so they only get five dollars. So every one person that comes through and streams for you, they'll only get five bucks out of that 10, and the other 10 goes to Amazon, or the other five goes to Amazon. So there's that, and then I suppose another form of income is like merchandise, uh, sponsorships. Yeah, yeah, so it, it kind of, it kind of, yeah, it comes and goes. Who, who here in New Zealand's pretty much figured out um, or, or, or using Twitch probably the way that you would uh, there's a few. Brox is probably the biggest. Brox is the biggest um, Twitch streamer in New Zealand. Uh, he does um, he does carving, multi carving. He's blown up like he blew up out of nowhere. Like it's like what the heck's going on? His Brox has got 1.3 million. Um, I was actually a, and I get, I feel stink saying this, but like I was a mod for him before he was big you know because i don't like saying that because it's like oh no one before <laughs> but like bro this dude used to have like three people in his chat and just talk to us three um and then yeah he just blew up and it couldn't have happened to a nicer dude like he's just an, an amazing human so um yeah yeah and he deserves everything he's so talented so funny and yeah so he's uh he blew up from lockdown having a hundred to having 1.3 million followers and that's quite a massive kind of like thing he said jacinda's coming yeah he got really famous off uh this clip when he was trying to give money back to um to whoever gave him a sub and so yeah but he's just a beautiful dude man like just his soul is, is amazing but um yeah, yeah so it's him there's a couple of others there's a dude um there's a couple of guys uh that, that stream games rock streams games now um, but yeah, yeah, so it's really, it's really cool. Um, just that, yeah, but it is, like I said, like it's quite, it's a, it's a grind. Like you have to be on a lot and, you know, I was streaming four nights a week for five, five hours a, a stream. You know, I counted that down. I'm wasting a full day of my week. So I was like, how can I change this up? And that's how the podcast started. Yeah. So now I only spend three hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. And, but still do the same. Still bringing the same amount of um, of att attention, yeah. And I, I don't go off the um, the sub side of things anymore. I do I do it off Patreon, so I get ninety percent as opposed to fifty percent. Yeah, because that's a lot when you when you hear um, a lot of the podcasts, people like they they use that now, way eh? that yeah, pa Patreon's great. Like, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's what I use for the potty. I just say, if you want to support me, don't do it on through Twitch because. I'm only gonna get half of it. So, and and the other thing too with Twitch is, if say if I don't make over a hundred dollars a month, it, they don't pay you. 
they just keep the money until you make a hundred dollars and then they pay you. Whereas uh, on Patreon, you know, you, you get what you get, well, you get what people um, give. Yeah. And it's just another, it's just another way of, um, you know, having people support you and yeah, it's, and I can control it. I can put what I want on. So that's what I'm looking at doing now is just having the live streams just for Patreons, just to say thank you, just to say thanks for hooking it up. And uh, yeah, then you, I'm looking at using Twitch as like a 24-hour rotationary um, network of just content from, from me. Yeah. So i got to think differently. Yeah. Were you always um, a fan of being in the media or what were you doing with your content creating? Like, like how did that come about? Like, did that manifest into this? Like- um, that's a good question. When I was younger, man, it was kind of like, I was, I was, a, I was a, like, I was always kind of like a show off kid. Like, I was the dude popping piranhas on everybody's trampoline. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I was that dude jumping off roofs, like onto the trampolines and then jumping off stuff. I was that guy, and like I was always, I always had that like showmanship kind of thing with me. And I always knew that I was like, because I watched so much TV growing up. I'm like, I know all the jokes. I'm the funniest dude here, and I was just a massive clown in school. Um, but you know, like, yeah, that, that was always not a, I don't want to say, I just wanted to entertain. That's all. Like, I think that's what it is. It's not, it had nothing to do with being like getting any fame or any notoriety. It was all like, I just want to be, I just want to entertain people. And, um, Twitch was a place where I could try that. And I'm very, you know, it was cool. Like it was throwing in the fire. Cause if you're not funny, people are not going to watch you. Um, yeah. And I did, you know, I was the funniest dude on there like i was doing some stuff that nobody was doing but um yeah 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 yeah. i think so but i never i mean i'm not saying that i'm famous at the moment but like you know like that that kind of notoriety oh you're the you're the bakery guy it's cool and all but yeah i never did it for that like i just did it because i wanted to entertain so when you met will yep did that just push things towards where you are now? Yeah, because Will know, had all the equipment. Like, Will had, he's got drones, he's got, like, everything. And he asked me, and I was like, yeah, man, let's do this let's do this bakery thing. This will be mean. And, uh, yeah, and now it's like um, we're doing so much other things, like, that have, this has opened the door for other hosting stuff. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really interested to see where it takes me. But at the end of the day, like, if it doesn't take me anywhere, as long as I'm entertaining people and, you know, the people that, it means something too. I'm still liking it, then I'm I'm happy with that, you know. It's cool as well because you know social media and and YouTube has allowed people like us to yeah, you know, just to jump in and just do mm. because just, um just just create something to get even anything further. It's like there's people there's people that are gatekeeping, you know, like TV stuff that have no idea who's popping on on socials. Like, let's be honest, bro. Regan should have had a skit show by analogy. If the people that are in in charge of making shows on TV, any any channel, bro, if they look at Regan's stuff and they'll go, bro, this dude is legitimately one of the most creative dudes we have. We better start, you know, let's put some money behind them. But nobody does that shit because there's... John and Ben's out here fucking taking everybody's jobs. <laughs> That's the truth, though. Yeah. Well, I pitched to um, Regan when he was here, and both him and um, Cam, oh, the real BDFS, when they were here now. Shout out to him for not <clears throat> following me also. I just <laughs> want to put that out there. <laughs> he follows bakery runs and he talks to me in the DMs, but he never follows me. God damn it. <laughs> I thought we were boys, man. Fuck. <laughs> but in that podcast, I told them, like, you guys, you should, like, come together 
and do a half an hour YouTube videos on, yeah. on just skits. Well, here's the thing too, is that like these TV people don't fucking know shit. Like, and and everybody I talk to, they all say the same thing. But um, stuff's in the works. That's all I can say. There are things in the works, and I know that on uh, Regan's um, podcast because I listened to that one with you guys, he did say like things like he's working with me on some stuff and we're about to drop it soon. And, you know, fingers crossed, uh, yeah, someone picks it up. But um, if they don't, we're still going to do it. Like it's still going to happen, but it's just going to be more, more pressure. It's just going to cost more for people that don't jump on early, you know? Yeah. And it's been a trip, man. Like me and Regan have been learning like how all that works. Like we've been in zoom calls and, um, Regan, Regan was in a press co- a conference um, that that we f- stumbled in with um, all the producers in the whole of New Zealand and just talking around the the changes to the to the model and you know things like that that we we're pushing like we we're definitely educating ourselves and I think that's like that's the thing with Regis and myself is that we kind of like like have a big dream that this is what we want to do like me and him and we we're just like figuring it out and it's not going to take us long we'll figure it out and once we do then once we figure out the process then it's all on then we can open the door for others it's crazy because you watch all those kind of programs and you see those you know there's american programs about how tv networks work in that and it always seems like the the people at the top just are out of touch oh man hey, you know what I mean? like you know the general ben Hmm. It's true though. Now these guys, they went off the. They were off for about five years. I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, you know, they've come straight back in, and they're all over the place. You know, and I don't get it. Like there's, like you said, there's so many guys out there that because they're not part of the system, yeah. you know, they, they're gonna they get overlooked. When that funding should be going to these guys, you know. Yeah. You, you're like well, you you included, you know. Well, it's, I think I think it comes down to the shareholders more than anything. So the people that are actually pulling the strings are not pulling it for the viewer. They don't give a fuck about the viewer. Mm. Like they give a fuck about who's going to pay for the sponsorship or who's, who's got the ad revenue mm. and who's going to be a safe bet. And that's what it really comes down to. It's got nothing to do with the viewer. Like I, we talk about, I mean, I can only talk about bakery run, like our Joseph Parker interview uh, over, over all three, over YouTube, Facebook and um, and Instagram. If we calculated all those views up, we had more views of that than we did on Shorten Street. You know, Regan, you get you calculate five of Regan's top skits. He would have had, he would have probably eclipsed their whole week of views just on his five clips, and it cost him nothing. It cost them a million dollars. But like, you know, they they're not looking at that because a they don't know and b. They just don't want to fucking know because, bro, the shareholders are the ones that are they really want to impress. You know, they want to impress the shareholders because they want to press who's going to pay $20,000 to get a 30-second ad on there, you know. And, um, yeah, and this is the things that me and Regan are learning slowly. Yeah. But no, you say that, like, even though they've got the, they've got the back end, they've got the money, I'm talking about mainstream. Yeah. But social media and YouTube... Are on the same, are on the same platforms. Yeah, I mean, if you got a smart TV and if you got a app, uh, YouTube app, it's right next to the it's Netflix right there, app. Yeah, yeah, it's right next to the TVNZ app. You know, 
And I don't get like, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's there for everyone to. I think uh, YouTube ad revenue is really hard to come by unless you're really killing it. Like you have to get thousands of thousands of views to even get a sniff of what it is. Um, and yeah, but I mean, we're slowly working it out. Like, you know, we, we're slowly getting there. And, you know, like you look at something like, um, bro, if you made a network with Run It Straight from Nate Nauer, a skit show with Regan, a talk show with me, um, the Carver Corner with fucking Mellow Downs, you get Willy Wilder in there, you get all these other dudes, bro, that'd, that'd kill everybody. Mm. Like, it'd, it'd fucking be over. Like, no, no, no channel would be able to handle the views. But these corporates don't really care about that. They care about who's going to pay who's going to be able to give them some money so they can keep production going. Well, if this so, 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 so why can't that happen on YouTube? Why can't it happen? On, on YouTube. Um, I mean, it's free. Well, you mean like if there was a network that was like that? Yeah. Bro, like everybody's got their own agendas, I suppose, and everybody. I mean, it, it, it's going to take one, one person that has all the resources to go, hey, listen, we're going to build this. We want you to come in here. Here's the contract. Make, make content. And whoever does that, you know, needs to be selfless enough to not be involved. Like it can't be me or it can't be Regan. It needs to be somebody from TV3 that are like, hey, this is what we're doing. Someone like MediaWorks, like MyFM to go, hey, this is what we're doing. And then then it would be things. But like, I mean, Willie, like if you look at Willie, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy makes more money than anybody on Shoulder Street, period. Like why would why does he need to share with us? You know, or not share with us, but why does he need to do this? And there needs to be an answer of why, like, why, why do you have to, why does that have to come in? I mean, like your Uncle Tixes and your, and your Jimmies and all these people, if they all came, if somehow somebody brought it all together like the Avengers and were just like, yo, like, let's get it. Like, you know, let's, let's get you guys some, some actual money. Then yeah, man, fuck would be mean, but that's a, that's in a perfect world. Well, yeah. Because, you, know, you know, William Wadeworth. He managed to have a skit show on uh, Modi TV, eh? Yeah, it was good too, man. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. And, so that's that's kind of an example of possibilities, eh? Well, he, see, here's the thing is he's represented. So he has he has a team. Like, Willie's got a team. I like it. This is what I've heard. I've met Willie a couple times, and he's the man. I love him. He's like, he's he is exactly how he is. It's not a, it's not a play. That's just how he is, right? But, like, he's got a team behind him. That he goes, listen, I want a skit show. And then they go out and they sort out all the paperwork. And then away he goes. And that costs him money that he, you know, he, because he, he's big enough, he can do that, right? Whereas somebody like me and Regan, we, we're working full time jobs. We don't have, you know, we don't have a lot of time to kind of, yeah, find someone to do that for us. But we have. I mean, we found a director, a producer, um, and we're just trying to just work out the little details and how we're going to get it across the line. And um, yeah, yeah. It's either that or you go the sponsorship route where a sponsor gives you money and then they go, yeah, cool. Like, you know, do your thing. Just put our logo on stuff. Mm. Yeah, which is what we're trying to do with the bakery run. But we just, yeah, go and talk to V and Primo and we'll put your, you know, product placement stuff. Yeah. Um, Off the ground. Yeah. That's um, you and Will? That's just Will. That's just. Oh, okay. Oh, Yeah. Well, you go to that, though, and I'm all over that place. I should be getting 50% of the cut. <laughs> that's all Will, though. Will is, that's Will's little, um, his little thing, and he's got so much going on. So, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it, it's you know, like, he does a lot of gaming stuff, so 
he just uh, he runs it through that. Yeah. Does he do um, music videos as well? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. He's yeah. starting to do some music videos. Mm. Starting, he's he's a big time hip hop head. Uh, yeah, he's starting to yeah venture out. But um, yeah, yeah, Bakery Runs is the is the breadwinner. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the it's at the, at the moment it is the one that he's uh, we put a lot of, a lot more effort in than the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So season three's in the books. Season, season three, uh, we've got um. We're still we've got two more three more episodes to, to film for season three okay. season four will be in Porirua, Loha, all those places which I'm still wondering why we're going down there because all their bakeries are shit <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then yeah season five we're probably back in Auckland and then season six we're looking to go overseas somewhere hopefully the the borders are open and then we can we can kind of you know mm. venture out I want to go to Japan man Damn. That would be the jam. Like, not just bakery. Like, they got bakeries over there, but just trying their food out. Yeah. We, we had one of our boys. He was um, our, mate, our mate Charles. So he was a chef for Cirque du Soleil. And he was telling us about how he just, in Japan, he was all he did was eat ramen. Yeah. And so we we, we had a chance uh, not long ago. We, like we started to try and get into turn out the ramen places and that. Hey, mm. and there's this place in, that this guy had looked up in Newmarket. Newmarket. Yeah. It was the name of that place, but uh, it was just funny because it's about when we hear like guys like you or when people we get guests coming on, you know, kind of like you know the point of podcast is like trying to expand <laughs> your view or learn yeah. new stuff. So you know, when we got there, the good old Taiwan side of me is like, you know, bored. Of, Ball of noodles. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to get stuff on the side because that's obviously not going to be enough. Yeah. Mate, we finished all we finished all the ramen in the because oh, I couldn't get over it. I was like, how big? The, how just the how much punch it yeah, on yeah. the packs because the 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 broth and yeah. the noodles. We got the meat, you know, and then we had like all these sides. And I'm like, any other day, yeah, would it would have been gone. You know, I, I was pretty like I was really disappointed. Yeah, Japan is but, amazing, bro. Like, yeah. For food wise, I've been twice. Yeah. I went, yeah, I went in November, bro, uh, 2019. I took my mum and my kids. Um, and, bro, it was, it was so dope. It was the best experience. Um, we went to Disneyland and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I saved up because, you know, like just to make some memories with my old lady, you know, so um, we oh, went over. Awesome. And, but it was, it was great. And then uh, the second, the first time I went there was on a stopover fourth basketball so we were you know we were only there for like 24 hours so i just made the most out of it and then i was like yeah well, i better better go back you know and then that's why but it's a beautiful place man and like uh pop culture wise anime and street fighter and all that like, i played street fighter there for like six hours straight man like, hey just playing street fighter 2 and street fighter 4 just far out and you don't even know what time it is because it's like a casino like yeah it's cool though fucking love it Cause yeah. I, I watched them because um, gambling's illegal there, eh? Yeah, but they've got, they've got that patinko. That's yeah, 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 yeah. I saw What's it. So it's metal balls. It's like hey. it's like pinball. Yeah, but it's like a gambling version of pinball. Yeah. So you get you get like a printout or your prizes, but you go to a place next door where I can either claim it for a prize or, or money, for yeah. cash, eh? So yeah. it's good how they got the yeah. like how they got it, but it's it's really popular. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like I saw, like I watched, I watched the series A Day in the Life of, oh, yeah. you know that one in like the oh yes, on yes, YouTube yes. that guy yeah, uh, yeah. Filipino dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, bro, it's awesome, man. I love like the one when he followed the butcher 
he followed the ramen chef, and then he he followed the guy the um the the manager of one of those yeah. stores. And man, it's so complicated. Mm. But it, it, it's just so, it's such a simple game, yeah, eh? Yeah, it's crazy. Did bro, you yeah. manage to play any of it? No, no, no. Because every time I went out, I was with my kids, bro. So, like, yeah, oh, they're not okay. even allowed there. But, like, just down the road from where we were staying, there was one there. But, bro, every night, bro, we were just, like, doing shit, eh? Like, yeah, just going out. Or my mom would be like, oh, I'm too tired. I'm going to take the kids back to the hotel. And I'll just be at this. I just rather play Street Fighter to be honest. <laughs> I was just playing Street Fighter the whole time. Yeah. So how many kids do you have? I've got three, man. Oh, awesome. yeah. And you got them all over with your mum. Ever two? Oh, just my two, my two younger ones. I oh, did. okay. My older one, she didn't. Well, it was funny. I took my missus and my older one over to America. Like I, I had heaps. I had so much like um, high fly points that I had to use them. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll take I'll take you guys over to the states. And we went over to the states for like two weeks. And it was cool. And then I was like, oh, I better take, when the older ones get, you know, when they get a bit older, I'll take them. And so, uh, yeah, they got older. And then I took took them over with my um, with my mum. And yeah, yeah so it's kind of like, I've done, uh, I've sorted it out with everyone now. I can just go by myself. <laughs> and the next one. You've crossed. Go you've, to Thailand. Them off. <laughs> go to Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's crazy, man. So, yeah, what, I've traveled so a lot, bro. So yeah. Japan was only because you'd stopped there, or there was that always? Well, no, I've term? always wanted to go to Japan because yeah. Street Fighter. Like I've always kind of Street Fighter and Dragon Ball Z. I've always kind of been like, yo, I want to go to Japan. And then like watching that dude, that Polo dude. Yeah. And then all the food, I was like, oh man, I want to, yeah. And then um, yeah, I just always want to go. And then we stopped over on the way back from um, what was it Guam? We went to Guam for basketball, and then um, yeah, yeah, we had to stop over there, and I went over. And I just went crazy, just playing. Just went to um, Akihabara, which is like the, the electronic town. Yeah, and then um, bro, I just spent 18 straight hours there playing the game and then jump on the bullet train back to uh, the airport. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. You know, there's one thing I wanted to talk to you about when you were here, like your your love for the game of, of basketball. Mm. Because me and Isaiah, we, basketball is our number one sport. Yeah. Mm. Um, like for you, well, where did it start like at school and bro so like I used to play a league and then I broke my when I was like five and then I broke my collarbone bro and then my mum was like nah because I was yeah my mum was like nah you're not playing this one anymore and then um, yeah then I picked up basketball and then I I was like I was I was a troubled kid bro I was out making hearty trouble and then um, yeah my mum was just like well if you keep getting trouble you're not gonna play basketball anymore and then you know it kind of saved my life bro because I was getting into some fucking Bad, bad spots for a little eight-year-old and a little nine-year-old, and um, and then yeah, so basketball's really been um, it's been the staple. It's been the one like consistent thing in my life. Like, so I played um, from five until around like seventeen when I got eighteen when I got really injured. But then yeah, then I picked up coaching and then I just started coaching from eighteen until now. Like yeah, but it's always been it's always really been that. That, that guiding light for me like I've always had some really cool coaches that have you know like put me in a, in a spot to just get away from like influences in, in Clinton and yeah and you know stealing bikes and things like that like you know kind of took me because uh, I had training I couldn't go out with those boys to go and steal bikes you know so yeah 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 and pop cars and things like that like yeah but you know I always used to I still got in trouble but just you know not on tuesdays and fridays <laughs> and then that turned into 
you know, high school, like I only went to high school to play ball. Like I was in James Cook and that's all we did was play basketball. Did um, James Cook have a, a premier team? We were in the premier, bro, here's a story, G. We were in the premiers when I was in year nine, bro. And um, we had Prem Krishna, we had the Sevilla brothers. We, we, they were stacked, G. And then there was this massive fight, bro. Uh, I don't know who it was against when I was in year nine. And uh, they wanted to get the junior team because, bro, all these dudes got expelled. <laughs> and oh, then um, Prem Krishna left for uh, St. John's. So we were in Prem's, but we didn't even have a team. So they were like, oh, yo, uh, we're just going to put our juniors just to fill the gaps because we don't know if we're going to keep going. So I played one game and it was against Lindsay Tate and he smashed us. And then <laughs> and then I was like, no, fuck this. We're not good enough. <laughs> and yeah, and then I just, yeah, I just played throughout high school, played reps, played a bit of... Um, Played seconder for like one season and then I got injured. I busted my knee and then I was just like, fuck, I'm just going to coach. I'm good with kids and, you know, I, I love the game enough. And then that, that's really been the, that's been my calling with basketball, to be honest, is, is through through the coaching side but, of things. Man, you know, when you took, when you said the Sevilla brothers and Prem Christian, I remember growing up, he was like, you know how you have high school like um like legends like local legends yeah. and that he was prim 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 was one of the you know kind of like um you know you had the mags boys like you know you had Boonie and all those dudes yeah. and lindsey tate from avondale and all these guys i just remember seeing those guys over at youth town you know yeah, that's yeah, where everyone yeah, used yeah. to just yeah. you know it's everyone would come from far and wide but that was kind of like the central mm. the center point for everyone yeah. eh? it was a sad day when that place got taken yeah exactly yeah. You know, that was, was like sad day. still sad now. I, I go past it and I just think, bro, this is nothing. This is you. You talked this up like this was going to be some massive like, like um, parking garage. It's not even a. It's a one story thing. Yeah, you could have left that and then just done that somewhere else. But yeah, yeah. I always talk about Lindsay. I always talk to Lindsay about it. Like when I used to work with Lindsay, like it was always like, fuck these dudes. Like you know, what the fuck are they doing? And uh, yeah, yeah. So. Lindsay's a good dude. He's, yeah. he's one of the coolest kids. But, out. but yeah, you've turned was like you know, like you said, like it was the was the one constant yeah. like mm. thing. Like you said, like we've like we all our lives just followed. Sixty eight Yeah, yeah. That's the you know that that place. What was the day was Sunday mornings. Eh, Sunday mornings was everyone. Bro, it was every day, bro. Every they day, were open yeah. until like midnight. They had yeah. the pool there. Yeah, I remember the, the table like table tennis on the other side there. That was just. Somewhere where everyone could go. Yeah. There's the gym on the other, you know, gym, right? Really, yeah. But uh, I think they made a lot of money selling it, though. Yeah. Like, they would have made a, a bank selling a year selling that place. But, um, yeah, no, those... Th- and, like, I was too young to know, bro. Like, I was like... Like, Prem... Prem was just, like, the man. I knew about Prem when I was an intermediate, bro. And, like, he was, like, like five years older than me, pretty much. But like even till today, bro, I've seen Prem out of I saw him just before um, Christmas, just out shopping, and we had a good catch up. Mm. But um, he, yeah, he's just one of the nicest dudes out, old Prem. But yeah, bro, we we're like fuck, bro, like shit. Prem's not even like you know. Oh, we, Prem's going to St John's, and then that was it. Like that's all. That's the last we saw of him. And then he came back, you know, like came out and helped and things like that. But yeah, he's he's the man. But by the time I was year thirteen. We we got back into the prems, but that was our last year. And then, oh, we, yeah, we we're, sorry, we got in the promotion delegation game, and then yeah, that was our last year. So we our school was just like, nah, never mind. It's funny because you know, um, back to, back in the days, like basketball wise, 
it's like the North Shore. They just they just came out of nowhere, kind of, you know. Oh. Bring, like when you had Randy Toto, um, you know, that was the oh, that okay. was Dylan Chase and all those guys, all the guys coming from Randy Toto. So it was Randy Toto and who was the other school? Oh, Westlake. And Westlake. They were like, you know, they had, I think Kirk Penny was, yep. you know, they had all those guys come out and they came out of, like, and they're still strong. Like North, North, North Harbour, uh, North Harbour is, um, it's a powerhouse for a reason, bro. Like, they're just very, they're just a lot more organised than everybody else, to be honest. Like, cause, like I worked in the rep scene for right, 15 something years, bro. Like, so, and I worked for Harbour too for a little while. Mm. And yeah, they're just, they're just very organised, man. Like, they're just very organised. They get the right people in the right places. And um, they just run, like, well. Like, and there's no... There's politics, but winning cancels everything. Like, you know? So, yeah. But, like, uh, John Hunt, who runs that, uh, runs uh, North Harbour Basketball, you know, like, he's a bit eccentric and he's a bit out there and crazy. But, you know, like, at the heart of it, he just wants the kids to have fun. Whereas other places it's all around the paycheck and trying to yeah and i suppose when you're in north harbour you know money isn't as mm. desperately needed right. as somewhere like counties and um you know they have that luxury but i mean bro they pump out nba players and the nbl players you look mm. at the breakers like bro i think pretty much the study five is just a westlake team like the two websters rob Lowe, uh thomas abercrombie like in I think there's someone else I'm missing out on, but like you know, like you know, it's and, and they and they um, import, you know. So yeah, uh, and everybody knows that, like you know, yeah. Back in those days, bro, like Westlake was a was a powerhouse, bro, and it still is, bro. Like you know, yeah. What do you like? You know, what about the growth in you know basketball was in, in New Zealand? Did you? Because I, I feel like it's. It went through a little bit of a lull, but it's kind of like it's really made a like a, a bit of a comeback. Is that have you noticed that? Or oh that yeah, just... bro. I think it's the it's the it's the ability to pick up a, uh, pick up your your phone and play and watch Russell Westbrook. Like you know, like you couldn't do that back in the day. Um, Steve's a huge part of that. Like we can't deny yeah. that. Steve is a, is an absolute huge part of why the scene is bigger than what it used to be. Um, but not just that, the breakers as well. There's a lot of these little intangible things that we don't kind of think about, um, you know. But at the end of the day, bro, like the bigger the game's becoming, you know, the bigger that there's opportunities for people to make money, and um, and that's what's kind of ruining it now because it's not that big. Like it's not as big as a rugby, right? Where people are making money off rugby because people will come and watch. So yeah, so I mean that that's a you know that's always that's always something to take into account but i mean the, the popularity of the game is undeniable mm. like it's like the second biggest sport and i think it's no i think it's the the biggest sport in high school now participation wise eh? yeah 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 it's just booming mm. but yeah we just need to be a lot of people just need to you know stop looking at it licking their lips trying to find and money the cash cow kind of thing yeah bro and you know where uh, <clears throat> you know there's probably people that know me that are thinking fuck this guy's all shit because he was doing the same thing but like I, I worked for ABSL and they were the ones that were paying me. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like you know, like there's a whole backla- backlash of that shit going on. But but my boss at the time, Dave Mackay, was the man. Like he was he was cool. But once he left, then things went a bit south. 
But, um, you know, like if you follow Lindsay or you follow uh, Peter, uh, Peter Joseph's PJ on, um, on Instagram or wherever, you know, like those guys are, uh, are struggling, you know, and, but they're doing great things for the community. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it can get quite sticky, but that's why I like not being in it, you know? Yeah. Because the other thing about basketball, like if you could, you, you take a novice, like it's probably the most spectator-friendly sport because mm. it's so simple, eh? Like Bro, you, with it, you know, but if you try and, if you took someone that didn't know anything about the sport and you try to explain to them a game of rugby, Oh, that's yeah. you know you couldn't even like every other sport but i think that's why basketball is probably you know why i love it so much it's just yeah that. but um you know it's funny because sometimes sometimes like there's, there's there's levels to understanding the game like watching it seeing them put the ball in the hoop seeing them you know dunk and crossover and things like that that's a level of the game that like a, a lot of people get on and, and it's cool, like, it's cool to do that, but, you know, it's that level, and I think, like, coming from a purist standpoint of, of like, a, an ex-coach or a coach and stuff like that, you know, I see I see the game a little bit differently, and, and so do a lot of people, but, like, uh, yeah, I yeah, it, it's weird. I, I think Draymond, like, said something, I think it was the other day, and it was, like, um, it was around defense, why people don't think defense is, is cool to watch. And it was a really cool like thing, and he was just like, because most people don't understand the nuances of the game, and yeah, and that's why like you know hanging out with someone like Lindsay is fucking. It's like there's a couple of people, bro. That when you hang out with them and you listen to them with the game, bro, it's just like, ah, man, you you you're a different level to me. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm a different level to this person. And yeah, I think it's just a purist thing. I just enjoy, I enjoy those little things. I enjoy watching yeah. Stephen Adams. Set a good screen. Or... That, yeah, <laughs> but I, I enjoy watching him, his feet, like when he's boxing out and yeah. seeing like how he positions his feet and where his hands are and how he initiates the contact before anything. You know, like these types of small little, little details that I'm like, fuck, he's really good at that, that other people will probably be like, Oh well, I didn't really notice it. Like you know, yeah. like, or even like offenses. Like I'm a, I I watch the game and I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. They're trying to get an off screen here. They're trying to get a switch over here. Like you know, like that kind of type of thing. And that's why, like, that's why I'm I never I could never play like NBA 2K on like stream because I'm gonna say that I would never I would stop everything and like run it down and say, oh look at this, this is me. yeah yeah. <laughs> So I'm a bit of a nerd, bro, when it comes to that shit. But that's just... I've met dudes that are way nerdier than me, bro. Like, there's a dude called Aaron Young, bro, who, who's the coach of the uh, Huskies. He is just an encyclopedia, bro. He's a great dude to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay's another one. Bro, there's another dude called um, Zico. I don't know if you know Z Zico's probably the most, like... Bro, he's like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. But with, like, basketball. <laughs> yeah. Like you talk to him, you can't you can't talk to anybody. Like you know, I oh, he can. He's he's all goods, but like, bro, like the the nuances of that dude, you're just like, what the fuck, man? Why did you do this? And he'll give you twenty minutes of why he changed the screen to this side and not that side, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So this is and this is why I don't talk about it on my on my podcast. <laughs> oh man, because I get into the deep shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, I I enjoy watching it, but I do watch it. I watch it and I pause it a lot and I rewind it a lot and I have a look at things and I'm like, oh, okay, this is why they set Katie over here. This is why they've got him in the corner and him over there. Like you know, yeah. To me, Stephen Adams is really interesting because he's like the 
holding on to the old school sensor. Well, yeah, there's not. I mean, there's, there's not shooting like the the modern day sensor is now like shooting freeze. Yeah, and but I, he's just doing the. It's not like a Robert Lopez is trailing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's him, <clears throat> bro. Maybe Drummond, but he's shooting a little bit more now. Yeah, that's it. He's probably the last one. Mm. Yeah, but um, he does a great job at what he does. Like, mm. Yeah, and he's a, just a nice dude. Like he's just, he's just a fucking good good fella. Yeah. Uh, you know what I really love is when like you hear other NBA players talk about him. Yeah. And you like I think uh, Zion Williamson before the season started, he came out and he's like, man, I f- you know I thought I was strong. <laughs> you know, when you hear that, you're like man, you like you know, people are like that's right, man. Yeah. So Kiwi's there, man. You know. Yeah. And what I also <laughs> like about Steve is like he kind of just like with basketball New Zealand, like he yeah he just does his own thing and he doesn't and he's always been like that, like. He's never been on a national team because he couldn't afford it, and they and he remembers that shit, like you know, like yeah, man, you know, you got to give it up to him, man, because I remember when he so about I think about last year, been on last year, and Darcy Watergrave, he was he had a real go at him, he and it kind of I, I I got the vibe I got from him was kind of like hey, you know, get in line, you know, we you know we, you better come, you know, be part of the national team, you know you. You are disloyal, you know, mm. MF. Because the way he was talking, like, it was just looking down at him. But mm. this guy, you know, he's taking a sta- you know, he's taking a stance and he's stuck by it. Yep. He has his reasons, but it was kind of like, it felt like it was like the parliament trying to tell him, like, oh, hey, yeah. you need to, you know, yeah. we've done all this for you. <laughs> and and I, 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 I felt like friend. bringing up, I was like, man, you shut the F up because... Yeah. He doesn't know, like, he doesn't, like, that dude doesn't know what happened. Like mm. what happened behind when when Steve was under thirteens or under fifteens and showed up to a camp and they said no, so you can't go to Australia because you can't afford it. Like, yeah, and he wasn't there when you know, like he got kicked out of camp because he was late because he had to catch a to catch a bus. Like you know, like these kind of things. He wasn't, and like one of one of my really good mates, um, Doug Courtney, who's uh, who's who was his coach in Rotorua, you know, like just talking to him. Like I was at the camp. I was at the camp when he came. He came, and then they told him he couldn't. He couldn't stay. Like I was there. I was just a bum boy at that time. Like you know, I was just there to fucking pick up the rebounds and pass them out. I wasn't a coach or anything. But I was there, bro, and I saw him dominate like Isaac for two. I saw him dominating all these dudes that are like, and and Isaac will tell you, bro. Isaac would be like, yeah, nah, fuck, he was the best dude there. But because he couldn't afford the camp, bro, these these cats and. The coach at the time was like, he was like this fucking Czechoslovakian dude. Like, didn't understand, bro, this is why he's late. And this is why, you know, this is why he can't afford it. We need to find some. And then Kenny Mack was like, yo, like, like just come to me. I'll, I'll take it over to the States. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Mack was like, and then, because Kenny Mack was supposed to be coaching like a national team. And bro, they just fucking like, that would have been his the end. If if Kenny if they would have left Kenny Mack to be a coach, he would have bought Steven and found a way to to get him to the States for the New Zealand national team. And that would have been with like Corey and all these cats. But like they axed him for some other dude. And then like Steve's like, yo, if you're gonna do that to him, you're probably gonna do that to me. So you just can get fucked. And then he blew up and then all of a sudden they got fucking egg on their face. And then they did this too, bro. They did the oh, but whoever did that 
is left. It's, you know, it's us now. And it's like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, man. You know, like, and good on them, bro. Yeah, like, that's what I'm... I'm like, bro, if if that happened to me, <laughs> yo, if, 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 if TV and Z were like, nah, fuck you, you can't get on fucking TV, right? And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I blow up on fucking YouTube and they come back and they go, oh, hey, man, we're going to... Yeah, we want to... I'm like, nah, fuck you, bro. Yeah, like, nah. the fuck out of that's here. You, right. know? you know, that kind of stuff. And so, and, you know, like, and Kenny Mac's a good dude. Like, he's a talker, but he's a good, he's a good person, you know. And, um, and Steve's good too. But yeah, there's some, there was some really kind of like, I don't want to say evil people, but people that just didn't understand. And bringing these foreigners in to coach these teams, you know, you should be enriching people that are rich in your own communities. Mm. And Kenny Mac is showing it from like the 80s, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't even really know Kenny that much, but I know his background and I know his work, what he's done. Yeah. You know, you know, um, Timmy, you mentioned there is politics in New Zealand basketball. Mm. From your opinion or from what you've experienced in, with, with Stephen Adams, like how, how does New Zealand basketball let something like that happen? <sighs> I mean, obviously yep. there's a talent there and, and, and they let this happen. Bro, I'll tell you what it comes down to, bro. It comes down to... It comes down to instead of wanting to win, it comes down to winning now and not winning later. Like, they wanted to get a team that can go to Aussie, right? And you know what? Steve's probably not even upset that he didn't get in the team. He's upset because he got in the team and then they pushed him out because he couldn't pay, right? That conversation there shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. It should have been like, can he pay? No. Okay, what can we do to... What, who, where can we go to? We've got this very talented kid that's in the team. Let's go and find a way. Let's find a way to get him in here somehow. But instead, they just go, no, nah, sorry. And this chick was, this I can't even remember his name, bro. And I know that, it, bro, there was some shit that went down at that camp too with Ty, uh, Ty Webster. That, that fuck, I was like, oh, shit. Like, <coughs> like physical fucking shit that happened. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Steve, St that's, that's what it was. That's how it happened, bro. Like, th that's all I know. Like, that's from multiple sources. That's what actually happened. Was that the bro just wanted to get on. He got into the team. He was killing everybody at camp. And then they just couldn't find an alternative. <clears throat> and it comes down to being open-minded. And, and at that time, whoever was running BBNZ was just a, a white man in a suit, bro. Like, looking for... Like, I can't pay it. Too bad. Get him out. Get a new one. Like, yeah. Do, See, do you think they've got it right now? He's in the basketball? Oh, nah, bro. <laughs> Probably not, gee. There's going to be another Stephen Adams they're going to fuck up on. And it really comes, like, to be honest, bro, like, they need to... I mean, it's hard for me, bro, because I'm like... I know the good, I know some really good coaches that never get any looks in. Like, the dude Zico? Bro, fuck, bro. Encyclopedia of knowledge, right? Never use him in the right way. I mean, he coaches, like, the Saints. Like, he's, like, the men. But he had a, he had a national team, bro. Here's, here's the thing, right? He had a national team... They went over to Fiji, beat Australia twice, all right? Came first in the division, ready to go to the world champs. He comes back. Sorry, Zico, you're not coaching anymore. We've got this dude from America that's coming Far over. Out. You see, like, it's that shit. And that shit makes people angry. Yeah. And then that shit makes people go, nah, fuck, I don't trust you anymore. And, you know, like, Zico's a Kiwi. He's a Kiwi dude. Like, we're trying to up, uplift our own, you know, our own coaches. But sorry, we've got this dude. He, he came from Duke. Uh, the girls program at Duke we're gonna get him in or some you know like some shit like that unless it's not my uh, coach K then <laughs> I know <laughs> no, well, nobody from Duke you know, yeah. that's the only kind of but yeah it's really strange man it's like you know we, we need to do like and Jody Cameron's another one man like great coach amazing coach but like 
you know, because, yeah, she didn't do too well at like a certain, like it's that win-win mentality. You don't win, we're not going to put you in. Sorry, you, we're going to get someone from overseas. And that all came through when um, the, the director of coaching basketball came in. And yeah, bro, it's really sad. Like, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a victim of that too. I came through the system and I was assistant coaching for six, seven years. And I didn't want to be a head coach. It's too much pressure, but I'm, I'm probably one of the best at like cutting up footage and things like that in the, in the, in the girls program. But yeah, no, I just got, yeah, they were just like, nah, sorry, G, get out. Yeah, and I was like, okay, three days. Do you think part of the problem also is because of the, the funding? Because if you look at like back in the, like over the last five years in that, there was a point where they stopped, like the government. You know that. You know. Yeah. You know the. Yeah. So who are the people who distribute the? Uh, New Zealand uh, NZ Sport. NZ Sport. Yeah, so high performance. Yeah, high performance. Yeah. And they only distribute. You know, it seems like they only do according yeah. to numbers. Mm. So like, it's kind of like they're putting passport New Zealand under pressure because they say you need, we need uh, to see numbers because you know if you, yeah. there, there's been some years where they because you know the funding like fluctuates sometimes oh yeah but you, you got to remember come back from world, world champs yeah. they, they're giving they're handing their money and then you see like we've got some slim yeah. years and then they they say oh we've cut we're going to cut the funding by X amount in that yeah that's a that's a, that's true but at the same time New Zealand basketball will get the most money from the TAB out of anybody like because mm-hmm. they get everybody spending on the NBA Right, and then like um, sponsorship wise, they get a lot more. But you know, when you see like, you know, I saw I was in Wellington, and like I see the dude that like people that are driving around in fucking Audis, that are the the people that are with Basketball New Zealand. Yeah. Then you know that this is me yeah. seeing that shit, and I'm just like, yeah, nah, that's pretty fucked up. Like, there's kids like Stephen. There's there's kids like Stephen. West Auckland, South Auckland, Porirua, they're all around, Rotorua, but instead we've got somebody that's come over from another country that is just like, fuck it, like I'm the man, pay me this much mm. and and I'll, I'll bring success to you guys and don't and then just go, well, sorry, I, sorry, I tried. Like, you know, yeah, it's really sad and, um, you know, like I feel for dudes, I feel for kids that are in South Auckland and wherever, like, you know, I've bro, I've been offered jobs to coach at multiple like hot really expensive high schools and i turned them down because i'm like nah gee like this is the hood like i'd rather stay in papakura manurewa like where where i can help and yeah yeah yeah. so that's that's my way of giving back you know yeah how how i feel about it is like you know i think we're right like the popularity of basketball has grown Mm. a lot but i think there's that the pinch point hasn't so for the for because you know if if there's a growth of popularity then there's going to be a growth of talent. Yep. And then if you got more talent now than ever before, it's not going to go through the yeah yeah. Not going to go, and go through we need, the, to, we need to figure ways out. We need to figure ways out <clears> to <throat> send these kids overseas for free, like you know. So yeah. Um, but I mean, bro, like I I suppose they're trying. I mean, I'm, I'm probably really anti BBNZ because I'm not. I don't want to say I'm anti BBNZ. I just have seen. Yeah, some no. really so, bullshit happened yeah. like habitually like over and over and over again and I'm just sitting there like fuck man you guys gotta like step it up bro like there's some really talented kids out here but you're you're failing them because just like Steve can't pay the bills right so yeah so it is what it is bro shit yeah maybe I'm just too negative nah man <laughs> we nah, need man. like they I need mean, to be caught out on that stuff bro you know, because, big time uh, you know I don't think the 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 average person out there knows 
what what's happening? Like they they, they must all think, oh, Pascal is really popular. Oh, no, no wonder we're seeing it. So you know, we we're seeing a lot of people overseas, college, but they're just fortunate, you know. Yeah. And there's, but there's probably a, a case uh, Stephen Adams in every team, you know, that's oh. come, like a couple that just because they can't afford to. To, to go overseas or make these camps, they're falling through the cracks, you know? And, I mean, bro, like, I've had... And, like I said, bro, I'm guilty of being, like, you know, taking teams to the States and being, like, yo, user pays. Because, you know, I'm just a small... I'm just a dude just does it by myself. But, like, if you're a big organisation, then, yeah, there needs to be some some type of creative ways mm. of, um, of, of ta- getting kids that deserve to go that have talent, um, yeah, and, and just cr- being creative and figuring ways out. Like, the other thing is, like, they've got sponsorship on their uniforms, bro. There's, like, they got sponsored by a huge um, conglomerate, like, um, fuck, I forgot what it's called, but, like, Ion, Ion, uh, they do accounting and stuff, right? Man, nothing changed, nothing changed on how much the thing was costing. Like, you know, like, like these kids got no change in... It's still three grand to go to India, like you know, like. But you've still got to put this eye on on your on your yeah. your shirt. But you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's just really kind of like, come on, guys. Like, let's let's call it how it is. You know, like let's let's help our kids out and let's stop using them. Uh, you know, to try and you know pay the pay the fees. And and saying that, bro, like I'm again, I'm guilty too because you know, as a coach, as an assistant coach, you get to go for free. Like I got to travel the world for free because of basketball. And you know, like that's coming out of their their money, so I can't, I can't be like you know pointing blame at anybody else. You know, I was the same, but at that time I was like, bro, I get to go to fucking all over the show, you know. So yeah, but um, yeah, bro, it's 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 buzzy. Yeah, I've, I've I realized how big, well, like I was probably proudest was I had my niece come over. She was playing for the a Queensland team. Yep. She came over. She went to we would drive down to. What's her uh, name? Tarama. Her name is Vahelia. Okay. Yeah, Vahelia. Simon Tuffa. So she was only, she's a, she was, I think she was 10 or 11 at the time. They were playing in the under 13s. Oh, yeah? Yeah, down, down at Hoop Nation. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I thought, I went down and so we, she played at three different venues. And I thought, man, this is how, this is how we can do, you know, it was, it was really well. We played out at the Farmers College or something, the ACG. And then we played at uh, Toronto Boys, and then we went back to the ASB or the TSB. Oh, the t- the, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I thought, and I just saw all these courts with all these kids playing. Out. And I was like, man, this is oh, this is how we should do it. This yeah. is how we can do. But see, Hoop Nation is is, is not affiliated. With. Yeah, yeah. So KJ and um, Paul who run that, they, yeah. they do a great job, but they're not affiliated at all. But they do a, an amazing yeah. job. And there's a reason why they're not like. Uh, I mean, there's a reasoning why they're not affiliated. And it really comes down to money, I suppose. Like, yeah, it comes down to they're doing their own thing and making money. Or not? Well, they are making some money off it because I mean it's their time, yeah. and they deserve to because they put so much effort into it. Um, but you know, BBNZ are like, no, we're the only ones that do. And I, I had this conversation. Like, I probably got in trouble because I had this conversation. But like these these big these big rips like Waitakere and you know all these they don't own the game like. They think they do, but they actually don't. Like they think, oh, we're the only ones that can do any coaching. Oh, we're the only ones that can charge for coaching. Sorry, and they don't actually own the game. And now that um, you know, like Lindsay's trying to pr- is proving them wrong, 
and you know like the hoop nations are giving other people opportunities um yeah they just can't like, you can't own the game like yeah well didn't Sifwell kind of run into that kind of thing when he was doing the yeah he did and he's done his own um, yeah um, competition well, ran into Polynesian me. basketball <laughs> like, uh, that's how i know Sifwell. Yeah, like yeah. you know like i was trying to when i was at absl i was trying to um set up a club organization that we can all play each other but there was like an affiliation fee to it which wasn't my doing like i was just like bro let's just get all these people together right Sifo was there with his hoops he does a great job out there with uh, hoop stars i think it's called and um, I was like, bro, like, do you want to come through and play all these different teams? And and then I had to break it, you know, that the, the corporates are telling me, but there's like an affiliation fee. It's like $5 per kid, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, sorry, bro, I just can't do that, which is totally like sweet. And, you know, and so like that probably was like another, a number of people like, oh, these, like you're fucking trying to get $5 off every kid. But it was really around getting admin stuff and trying to get sponsorship. But, you know, people don't, like, you know, like, I didn't know that. I was just like, bro, but this is why, you know, this is how much we're going to have to cost uh, each kid per year. And um, that's how, it, like, you know, and, like, I had to do that with, have that conversation with a lot of people, just try to bring it all together because, yeah, if you're not good enough to play reps, where do you play? Like, you know? Yeah, and that was my thing. That's why I was trying to bring the bring the city together. But, the, and it was working. Like, we had a great system going. We had a... We had um, a tournament where it was just like, give it a try. Then we had a tournament that was like, yo, you're really good. We'll get good refs in. This is, it's going to cost a little bit extra so we can get the refs in. And um, it did work. And then when um, Dave left, who was the CEO, or not, yeah, he was the GM, sorry, and we had another person come in and that person just ruined it. Like, yeah, just didn't know what was fucking going on there. You know, it seems to me like before these little side camps and um – uh, competitions running outside of New Zealand basketball. It's sort of, it's sort of like if if we look at if we're looking to it in um, New Zealand rugby, it's like someone standing up in their own club, yeah, and playing rugby over there, and yeah. standing there in a little competition. Well, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to say, go and run your own little competition, but every third Saturday of every month, bring them over here and play at ASB Stadium, right in the middle of everything. And that's what I was trying to do. But then that turned into, oh hey, tell them they have to pay five bucks each and i was like what fuck i just i want them to do their, their thing and then come out and play us like every third week and they can pay the tournament fee and then yeah then i had to you know i was the guy that had to have those conversations with all these cool people like syphil like trying to help his community but um yeah fuck but see that should be the job of new zealand basketball Not yeah well, if, well if, it kind if, of was when you think about it because New Zealand basketball is a is a national NSO national sporting organization, and ABSL is the RSO, so they get their money from from funding from BBNZ. So we, I was trying to do the job to try and amalgamate and bring everybody together, but like basketball New Zealand were like they didn't really give a fuck. They were just like yo. Do whatever you want, like just as long as everybody's playing, and as long as we get our teams at you get your teams at our tournaments and pay thousands of dollars, then we're happy. And that's all, you know, yeah. It's crazy, bro. The landscape is crazy. And it's funny, you know, like, and you had Caps on before. And sometimes Caps goes into this, well, why is, I don't get the politics. I don't get the politics. Why can't we all just get along? That's fine. Like, yeah, it's sweet, but it's never going to fucking happen. That's a lot of people to make happy. And we can't make everybody happy. So, yeah. How is New Zealand basketball structured? Because I know, because everyone knows, in rugby, you know, the hierarchy, All Blacks, Super Rugby, NPC, Club Rugby. 
How does it work for New Zealand basketball? So it goes Tall Blacks and the boys ones, Tall Blacks, um, NBL, high school reps. That's it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it works. And then, you know, you got your college ball, which is a little bit, which is outside of us, outside of BBNZ, BBNZ, sorry. And then Australian stuff, ANBL, which are totally separate. Like, yeah. And then, but even the NBL is a bit separate too of, of BBNZ. So, yeah, just a little bit. It's just not much, though. Yeah. And, yeah, so. So, well, you know, before the with the rise, like, what's the standard of ball? Where are we at now? You know, ah, it's we, getting better, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of understanding the game and having an IQ for the game, bro, it's, it's improved a lot. And, like, we're getting athletes coming out now, like, because these kids that are just jumping out the gym. But, um... It's just good coaching, bro. If we don't have good coaching, and there's some real shit coaches out there. Like, I hate to be that guy, but there's some, there's some really, there's some dudes <coughs> out there that have been around for a long time, and that have got a lot of knowledge for the game, but don't understand the kids. Mm. Yeah, understand how pick and roll defense, all this stuff, but don't understand how to take it from here, from the brain all the way through to the mouth, and and how to teach it to them in digestible ways. Because the kids these days are different than. What they were in the eighties and the nineties, you know, like so. Can't be a, can't be a Bob, Bobby Knight and go strangle them. Oh like. yeah, <laughs> sometimes don't. <no. laughs> I've been there. I've been there a few times. What's the um, what's the rugby analogy for where New Zealand basketball is it? Like, if you would say Argentina ninety five. Oh, bro, fuck! You took me to the wrong dude on this one. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, Japan, bro. I'd say like Japan, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like just like Japan's doing really well now, right? Yeah, yeah. But before that, yeah, yeah, they were they were just coming up, right? Yeah, I think we're like that. Yeah, if that's if that makes any sense, I think it does. Yeah, we're coming up. We're getting good players. We're getting yeah. We just need better coaches in our communities, and uh, we need a system where you know kids can find the game really easily. It's gonna be cool, like the AAU model that they use over in. Yep. Um, I think that's what, the, that's what the Hoop Nation do. Yeah, trying to do, yeah. Well, that's man, I always thought about it because you know you think about Rucker Park, Fat Joe, and all those guys. How they go recruit all these guys for their team, and you saw it on above the rim when. Uh, the other thing too, bro, that we lack is is just just fucking places to jam, bro. Like hmm. like outdoor, there's only a few really good outdoor hoops that are like lit up. Hmm. Like even Vic Park, bro, doesn't get lit up at yeah. Like you know, like that you could play till one or two in the morning. There's no places like that. There's no there's no youth town. Like, you know, so that's that's another massive thing. But, you know, they make it out like it's humongous, like we need this twenty five fucking court arena. When actuality we just need some really good outside ones and we need to pay some people to run some tournaments and run some stuff out there. Like Because yeah. that spark campaign was they fucked that up. Eh? That, bro, they <laughs> fucked that up so <laughs> badly, G. And I felt stink cause I felt sad because um like Steve was involved. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Steve didn't know what the fuck was going on. But, like, that's the thing is, like, what they should do. Because what they do in Rucker Park and all those places is they have, like, four people that work there. Mm. And they set up, like, one is to set up, um, wants to set up the kids' stuff. So after school, they come through, they run them some drills, and they get them into teams. And then another dude does the night stuff. Another dude does during the day stuff and the weekend stuff. And they have they just have, like, a container like ship, you know, like the, the big containers, and they just make a window out of it and a door, and that's where they just store all their stuff. 
oh, it's not that hard. But like people just like you have people like Spark just trying to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, basketball's big. We'll get on. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have a, I remember the one in Otara, man. They had a hoop and it had a, um, a LCD screen on the back of the screen. And then you push this button and it like replays like the last like five, five, se- uh, 30 seconds. What a great idea until it got stolen. <laughs> and then I was like, bro, you fellas out of it. That's the, that's uh, Tamariki Park. There used to be a, um, uh, there used to be a screen behind the bro and the blank. And then it got stolen. I was like, far out. Yeah. So, but you know, like if somebody was there to look after it, yeah. bro, like, yeah, you just get four people and just schedule them on. It'd be mean. Like, yeah, but we don't have that. We have uh, people that are looking for uh, paychecks and uh, and places, yeah. Was it New York you went to with your family? Yeah, yeah. I went to New York. You went to see... Went everywhere, dude. You went to Rucker Park to have a look? Yeah, dude, yeah. I went everywhere. My missus didn't see me for like three days, dude. <laughs> I was out. Yeah. What's the other courts they have at? Rucker Park, there's... Uh, Manhattan, that Ron, Ninth Avenue or something? There's Ron... Yeah, Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue. Ronwood, there's... Uh, Oh, I went to a couple of them, bro, just to watch and shoot around. Yeah. Oh, that's my one down there, bro. Rewa. Can you go down to Rewa, bro? Uh, down, 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 down. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one, bro. Down the bottom. No, 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 the one down the bottom, underneath that one. This is where my whole life was. Yeah, bro, this one. Oh, this, you can't really see it. That's, that's my little wreck, bro. That's my, oh, yeah. that's my home, G. I used to stay there. I used to fucking chill. I think that, I don't know who's in that game. But anyway, yeah, yeah, bro. Fuck New York City is the jam, brother. I love New York City. Man, that's my, that's my one place. We, we talked about it. I, know, I think it took to King PC about it. I was like, that's, and Aaron, eh? I was thinking to Aaron, because one of our other guys who um, has a podcast, he stayed, stayed in Boston, eh? But he'd go up to, he'd go up to New York for, I mean, quite a bit. And I said, man, that's the one place just to watch a game, watch the Knicks at the MSG, man. Right, the Knicks am I. I've been a Knicks fan since like, another one. You two, brother? Magic. We're doing Mama, this year. Mama, we're, we're six in the east right yeah, now, brother. Yeah. Shit. Not today, though, you know. Nah, the, we lost uh, today, but. Yeah, now nah, the Knicks are my jam, bro. I went to Madison Square Garden, bro, and cried, G. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there, like, tears in my eyes, bro. And the, the dude that was taking a tour, he's like, you all right, man? It's like, bro, I never thought I would get here, G. <laughs> oh, man, that must have been amazing. It was from, from amazing. Rewa, from real, from the yeah, other from MSG. Maple, Maple <laughs> from Mapleston Drive, bro. From Mapleston Drive, G. Yeah, yeah. To Madison Square, I was like crying, bro. I'm, I fucking not even joking, G. Yeah. I was, I was actually crying. Shit. And yeah, the guys like you, were right, mate. We went into like, yeah, we went into the um into the changing rooms, bro. Oh. I was like, oh. and they had um, bro, that's just a memorabilia on that place. It's just crazy, you know. That was where WrestleMania One was, bro. Yeah. That's where like, that's where um, bro, we stuck stunk on Jordan, bro. Like you know, like. Fucking hell. But no, it was it was great. It was I went twice just to have a look at it. Yeah. It's a yeah, beautiful that's place. The, I mean they call you know, that that is the Mecca. It is when it comes because there's a I know there's they, oh, they used to they had the wrestling there. Um they had a oh, just, Muhammad Ali fight. Yeah, yeah just, just so every, much. And you, you go around, bro. So what happens is it's like a circle and you go around, bro, and it has like chronological order, like Every day of the week, so that like it's got like a, it's like a calendar going around, right? Every single day of the year, bro, there's something has happened there, and they just you just go through and there's like photos of every like January first, January second, January third, and you just go all the way through, bro, and it's just. Did you events. stop on your Did you stop on your birthday and see? Yeah, what, bro. Yeah, what, bro. So, I, was remember some, what the... I think it was like Beyonce, like. Sold out <laughs> or yeah, 
<laughs> but it was it was it was amazing, bro. Like, yeah. So, yeah. You know, when you said Prem Winter, St John's, are you talking about St John's and Hamilton? Oh, yeah. That no, was, no, 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 not that St. John's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's Felipe Lopez, oh. uh, St John's, there, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chris Mullen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now all those ballers, eh? Like New York. That's a, like you, man. Because I've always thought, is it true? Like, there's a vibe there. That oh, you, bro, fuck, bro. Like, you don't even know it's nighttime, bro, when you go there. Like you'll go there and it's like one o'clock in the morning, bro. Oh, this is this is when I went, bro. This is not now. <laughs> like, but you'd go there, bro, and it's just like, bro, you can't really see the sky, bro, because it's so. When you're in like, when you're downtown, when you're at Times Square, bro, it's like yeah. And the cool thing about New York, bro, is you can walk everywhere, bro. You can walk everywhere. You just walk. Like I found myself just walking, bro, and just going, oh shit, there's a. There's a comic book shop. Oh shit, here's a record store. Like, you know, like, and you just figure things out. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, let's go and let's walk down here and see what this is. Oh, it's Dollar Pizza. Like, you know, it's. They slice it all that kind of Yeah, yeah. I've been like, I've been three times, bro. Mm. First time was with my missus, and then I went with a basketball tour. And then I did some time. I went over to um, Philadelphia. I did like a a camp there. I coached a camp over in this with the Sixers. And, um, oh, yeah, 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 and I, bro, like, they were like, oh, no, no, you, we finish on Sunday and your flight's not till Wednesday, so you can do whatever you want. I was like, yo, just caught, yeah, just rented a car and just, phew, I was out. I stayed in New York for two nights and just. So, did you meet Elton Brand? Because he's the. No, 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 no. I met, um, uh, was Brett Brown the coach here that, yep, during the time? That's how I kind of got in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because so, he's got um, ties with the NBL, eh? He's got tons. He's got tons of Auckland, bro. He yeah. used to he used oh, to okay. coach Auckland, Auckland Stars. Yeah, so oh. I was over there. It was like a kids' camp, but I got to just um, coach with him and um, yeah, work out with some of the or watch some of the workouts and rebound for um, some of the some of the players. It's been sure. pre- it was pretty good. No, none of the actual like they were just like the the D League guys, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fuzzy, bro. Yeah, bro. But no, nah, it's been basketball's kind of. Taking me all around the world, bro. Bro, one of the coolest one of the coolest things I've done, bro, is I did that same thing, but at North Carolina, and I got to hang out the whole whole two weeks, bro, with Roy Williams. Bro. Damn, that's my G, bro. Like I'm put, like yeah, he was just the man, brother. He was the man. Yeah, you know his sneaker game's pretty tight too, man. You oh, see bro. All the, on you Instagram, just, mate. You should see all the stuff I got. Like fuck, bro. Like I got a lot of North Carolina stuff in my house. Damn. Just I was just like. I went over there for for three weeks, right? And bro, he treated me like a son, bro. For he was just like all about, like he really loved New Zealand, and yeah, I learned so much from him. Um, they, this this was the year um, after they won. They won. Oh, fuck, I can't remember what year it was. Would have been like 2015, maybe 2000. Nah, 2017 was the last year that they won. <laughs> was it 17? Yeah, yeah. So like, I went over there 2018. And I got to just hang out with him and just pick his brain. And, bro, that dude pays for nothing, G. Because like, yeah. you got to understand, bro, when you go to, like, towns like this, yeah, bro, the whole town is about the college. Like, it's nothing else. Like, there's no – it's not like, you know, we come here, you know, you go to this rugby town. There's no, yeah, no, no, everything is about that. Chapel Hill, eh? Yeah, Chapel Hill, bro. Mm. And, um, and, bro, like, literally, it would have been, like, bro, 30-minute drive, bro, and you're, you're, you're at Duke. Yeah, like they're so close. That's uh, Tobacco Road, eh? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And then literally thirty minutes the other way is Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Yeah, yeah. And then like they all just, but bro, you're like you'll drive and it will just go baby boo, baby boo, 
Maybe then dark blue, then dark blue, and then <laughs> yellow and uh, yellow, uh, uh, black and black and gold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, bro. We uh, it was it was a cool experience. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, he's just a really cool dude. Like, bro, that's awesome, man. Yeah, like, man. That's an experience, bro. Yeah, he's. I, I think he liked that. me. He, th- I, I think he really good liked me because I asked him questions. Yeah, and there were questions that he w- he knew that he liked that he got to answer. Yeah, and so I got to hang out with him a few nights and just chill out with him you know and ask him questions it's fucking next level bro mm. yeah and yeah he, he loves new zealand he said he's been he's been twice and he's like i gotta go back yeah but yeah his house is like fuck bro you want to see a rich house bro <laughs> that's the house you want to see. <laughs> yeah fucking hell yeah but um yeah it was cool man uh kobe white was there at the time i mean i got to work out with him and hang out with him yeah, and a couple of other dudes that were didn't <coughs> think they made it, made it, but that didn't really get through. So yeah, that was not Yeah, Kobe White was the only kind of like things. But here's another crazy story, bro. Is that at those camps, man? He has like a a legends game for the kids, bro. And they only come in, bro. They just come and come out, bro. Like they're not even there for that long, bro. And like it's like they'll get like some of the some of the older campers mix them in with some of the current players and they'll, they'll get some people if they're available. Bro, like, Jerry Stackhouse is rocked in, G. Yeah. And then Rashid just rocked in. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck, man? And they just come just to support, just to show up. And then they just rock out. Like, I was like, fuck, bro, this is crazy. That's the thing about those college, like, those colleges or those, like, they, their life is, eh? Like, they go, yeah. but you're connected to that school. All these guys, yeah. like, how Carmelo, like, he's got, He's got a Syracuse. Yeah. Paid for the gym. Yeah, that's right. It. It's named after him or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Far out. Yeah, you know, and these guys, they just... And people don't understand that's why the Final Four and that, like, that's why they get those numbers because it's not just the ex-ball players, it's people that have graduated there, they you know, I, I don't, you know, you see people graduate from Auckland University, but <laughs> you fun. see that kind of, you um, know... Yeah, bro, it's really cool. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's just a... It's a college town, bro, and... Everything they do is, is is Carolina blue. Like yeah, that was cool though, bro. I loved it, bro. Like every night, man, me and my mate that were there too, we just went to this um, barcade. It was like an arc. It's like an arcade that you could just drink it. Fuck, bro. And because we were part of the staff, bro, they they knew that we were part of the staff. Just get fucking toe up, G. Like, hey. They were just like, you don't pay for drinks here, Kiwis. Yeah. I was like, yo, fucking hell, yeah, bro. Crazy, bro. I know it's like stuff I don't get to talk about on my podcast, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty. Uh, I've I've lived a, a bit of a bit of a crazy life when it comes to basketball. I, I can see, like you know how you when you were talking before how you said basketball's been the one constant. Now I can you see what see I'm saying? How much it's really, bro. I've traveled the world, bro. Like I've been to China and Guam and India and America and all these places and Fiji everywhere because I love the game that much and I put effort into you know like learning the game and asking questions and. And, and putting into practice, yeah, brother. So yeah, basketball is huge for me. Do you miss coaching? Um, yeah, a little bit, sometimes. But like, yeah, I'm at Rosal College uh, still, so I still get to, you know, um, coach that level. And you know, it's giving back to to the South Auckland community. But um, yeah, this podcast and this um, this fucking bakery run thing has kind of taken over my life. So. That's good. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I do, yeah, yeah. If I keep doing what I'm doing, I do see um, success coming. So I just have to keep powering on and just, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. 
It's funny because I was thinking about like how we were talking about before um, um, creating content versus going into mainstream media. Mm. And we're talking about um, New Zealand basketball and trying to get kids into the New Zealand basketball. Sort of like the same kind of thing. Very, very similar. Yeah, when you think about it, I didn't really connect those two things up. But they're very, very similar. Always a gatekeeper that has some kind of ultimatum. And... um, I think that's exactly what what's going on with both of those things. But sooner or later, you know, things will catch up, and uh, we just need to trust trust the process and just uh, keep going. You know, yeah, hey, bruv. Next man, what do you reckon? Like, I read this Obi dude, um, bro. Yeah, if he comes, Toppen, yeah. if Obi Toppin comes, bro, and he's playing like a stat, bro, with Mitchell Robertson. Yeah, I love him, man. And RJ Barrett is playing extremely well. He's a bit, bit cold the last two games. Yeah, but he's, but st- he's still pulling it together. How's Knox doing? He's, he's, he's you know, he's there. I think it's about opportunity for him. Yeah. And, you know, one guy that's just really um, is Bollock. Yeah. You know, Bollock. He's doing well. He's, he has his moments. But he, um, who's the... There's a few, like, but Julius Randle, man, if he keeps oh, playing been, the way he's, he's playing... Killer, he's been on this year. He's got to be in the MVP race, ain't you know? <laughs> You know, he keeps it up. You know, he's an all-star. You know, you know, don't put it past him, bro. He's, he's averaging to close to a triple-double. You know, uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's Coach Tibbs, man, Tibbs. He's that's the difference. Because if they, they showed a stat, I think, the other day. And, like, we were, like, in the top five for all defensive categories. Like, points, that's, yeah. you know. Tibbs, that's him. Tibbs runs, like, a very, very... Bring up the um, East. Oh, oh, bro, we're, to, we're six in the East at the moment, bro. You know. We'll Tight. be there, man. Yeah, bro. We're six and east at the moment. Once um, we get, once we get everyone back healthy, yeah. oh, mate. Bro, Tibbs does a great job, and I'll tell you what he does a great <laughs> job of. His screen defense is where he really shines, because he he does a thing called icing screens, which means you push them away from the screen. So if the screen's coming, you know they call ice, which means to move, so they can't use the screen. And that you have to overplay, and the other dude rotates. If you watch them on the screen and role play, watch the dude at the back. So he's done a good job at implementing that. But yeah, they just have to when that's only on screen plays. And in the NBA, that's like ninety five percent of offenses offers pick and roll. So like that, that's why I think they're doing so well defensively. But people will probably figure them out sooner or later and start running some motion stuff and. Cuts to the room and stuff in transition that they have to worry about, but yeah. So, I do, I do love me some Knicks, bro. Five and five, let's go, baby. I don't know. <laughs> the best there. we've had. Lost two in a row. We're Doesn't there, matter. Man. Don't laugh, Tom. You know, we're there. <coughs> How about your uh, your heat there? Oh no, sorry, your Trailblazers, eh? You're the Blazers. Blazers, yeah. Yeah. How, how are they doing? Uh... They had two uh, blowout wins. Oh. Well, but they were just against the what's your thoughts on the NBA season so far bro like yeah have you been enjoying um, it yeah yeah I've been enjoying I, I really like watching the Suns yeah mm. my friend shout out to my mate Nick he's one of my good mates he's been a Suns fan since the get go and it's, those, those it's nice for him you know or well, shout out to Paul Westfall eh? he passed, passed away oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was uh, today right yeah oh, no, I think it was last week oh was it last week yeah in the last week I only saw something on it yeah, yeah. um but yeah, no, I think it's. Um, I just hope LeBron wins another one. To be honest, I'm a big time LeBron fan, man. Yeah, he's, he's the guy, bro. Yeah, I was man <coughs> when he went to the next bro. And he didn't come to. Oh, when he when he went to the Heat and not the next bro. I was gutted. I heard they were that close though. <laughs> it was him, 
Dwayne Wade and they're all going to go in the yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard that story. <laughs> Maybe even so we have problem with the next they think they're going to sign everyone. Well, you have to have that kind of mentality, man. But you know what? We figured out. Said no. We're just going to build something, you know, like Field of Dreams, man. You build it, they'll, they'll come, come, brother. Yeah, exactly, brother. You know? I thought the, the owner was the, the problem. Oh, yeah, James, Dolan's yeah. the biggest fucking idiot that yeah. they have. But we can't do nothing about that because he's not <laughs> going to sell the team. So we just have to wait for some racist comment to come out and then we'll <laughs> kick him out like <laughs> yeah, Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know... Oh, wasn't that other... when he kicked out... Um... Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck, that's the that. most disrespectful thing that he's ever oh. done. Yeah. Don't ever kick out the fucking the, yeah. the, the, the enforcer, bro. Mm. The enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. It's him and the next if he kicks out Anthony Mason, bro. I'm Ugh. I'm coming to catch catch yeah. his hands. Nobody kicks out the enforcer like uh Speaking of Anthony Mason, man, you have seen their new guy? Um it reminds me of Anthony Mason for for the Warriors. Um what's his name? Wiseman? No, no, no. He's short. The other he's stock, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's stocky. Short, he brings stocky. the ball up. Man, but he's rebounding everyone. Yeah. Fuck. But no, um, you know, you know the other, you know the one I, could, one thing I couldn't get ever was Pascal, the slander. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's, but the slander that uh, Stephen Curry was getting from the early part of the season, or like, you know, the first couple of games, you know, they, they got blown out. But, man, he's really, I just can't, I don't realise why people hate him so much. Like, you know, see, like this guy, like the people way they love they hate him, man. I'm trying to be a Westbrook fan for the last time. <laughs> oh, he had one of his worst every, games today. Every, every um, Steph, Steph Curry, he, he yeah. missed 14 they, in a row. Well, they won, though. They won, but it hey. was, um, hey. you know, he, yeah. um, did, it was yeah. Damian Lee that scored the last time. If you want to talk about someone being hated, it's Russell Westbrook. That guy that's oh. like, I love Whisper. I just like I like Kizzy's heart to death. I think he's a lot of uncasual in there. Yeah. Everybody's got those those, those people. Like yeah. I, I hate Reggie Miller. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker. I love that documentary though, man. I love that documentary. You know, the... Fred for 31. Yeah. Yeah. Because this guy's a... Oh. Miller, he's a Reggie Miller guy. Winning time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. But that's that's never gonna happen again. Had you enough know? of him. Uh, Let's oh, not talk about it. Hard else. out. How did that name even come up? Piece of shit. Shucks. Piece of shit, Reggie Miller. God damn it. <laughs> Looking like a damn ET. <laughs> Looking like a fat ET. <laughs> Yo, but nah, thanks, thanks, boys, for getting me on. Yeah, fuck. No, thank you, man. So yeah, nah, I got a lot of things in the chamber, but um, just slowly, just putting them out. You know, like um, yeah, we got a, we got a lot of things happening. Um. But hopefully, 2021, man, is 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 uh is the year that we kind of celebrate all that shit and and things come out. Like we got the shack coming up soon with Regan, that that's dropping in February. Um, well, some of it's dropping in February. We're just waiting on funding. Um, bro, I got um yeah this neighborhoods um we 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 don't know if it's called neighborhoods, but it's going to be a, a series like the bakery run for um for uh hello fresh are looking to come on board nice so yeah so a little bit there um what else have we got i'm looking at doing like a like a basketball kind of series or kind of like a basketball series called goat busters where it's like a draft series that uh people draft uh so it might be like you only have uh players from the lakers from the 80s to 2000 you have to draft and whoever can get the best team is the winner 
We got that shit come up, so I'll, I'll, I'll hit you boys up and we'll get some of you guys in there. Yeah, bro, and I'm just out making fucking content, bro. I'm not complaining about yeah. shit, you know? That's, that's all I'm doing. Like, yeah, I'm just not, I'm just planning a little bit um, and executing more. So, yeah, bro, that's what it's all about. And you fellas know what that shit's about because look at this, you know? Yeah, this is a perfect example of just execution. And yeah, bro, so nah, I really appreciate it, man. Fucking hell. No, we appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, man. That's that's the way you start off 2021, man. Hard. You get in the big guns, you bro. You get the big guns. You get the Knicks fans in here, You get the big guns in here. You get the big guns. But yeah, bakery runs out. Uh, we, we take it, bro. We, we're taking a month off bakery runs. And we're doing, a, um, we're doing, bro, you fellas will be into this. We're doing a live bracket, G, of the best things to get from a bakery that isn't steak and cheese, bro. Mm. And whoever wins has to go head-to-head voting against the steak and cheese, bro. Who do you reckon's coming out, G? Mm. Mm, we're going cream donut. I'm a... I'm a potato top guy. Oh, okay. There's, oh, it can't yeah. be a pie at all. It can be a pie. Yeah. It can oh, be whatever you want. You can get a sweet thing. It's up to you. Mm. Like the yeah, get a pot, golden pash maybe. Oh, so we're including the drinks from there. Bro, too? anything, bro. Gold, Everything's yeah, in like there. Anything in that golden circle range is good with me, oh, man. Oh no way, you know. So good, bro. Pink, purple, you know, even the creamy oh, soda. I don't know about the creamy soda. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the creamy yeah. soda. Uh, it could be a chocolate milk. We could go wave. We could go primos. We could do anything, but yeah, yeah. so we're going to have a, a live bracket every day. There's going to be voting, Damn. and we're going to go through the the sixteen top things, and whoever wins got to go head to head with the old uh, with with the with the steak and cheese. And we're going to see who's who's going to come out on top, because no doubt you know steak and cheese would win it if we just let that go. So yeah, bro, it's going to be pretty mean. So that's what just to have a bit of a break from um, producing all the content for the bakery run, and then yeah, and then starting back with my podcast uh, soon. I got Corey Webster coming on. I got um, who else? I got I got Reg- I got all my regulars coming back, like Regan and Beast, and and uh, going to get Pat back on Pat Lapa Lapa, which is probably one of the best podcasts. If you haven't listened to my stuff, listen to that podcast, bro. That dude's. Yo, his game, his knowledge about the real estate agent, oh, like agencies and shit like that is off the hook. Who else we got on? We're looking to get Susie Cato back on. Oh, cool. Yo, we're Legend. looking at, bro, I'm I'm pretty close. I reckon I'm pretty close to getting Israel Adesanya on. I'm fucking right there, man. Izzy, you got me, brother. <laughs> shit. Um, bro, who else we getting on? Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the podcast is doing well. Um... But, bro, I'm just happy to be here, boys. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, and I'm doing stand-up comedy too, geez. Oh, oh. When, there when? we go. I'm let going it, 23rd, know, of, 23rd is my very first try. If you follow us, it's just in town. If you guys are doing nothing, if nobody's doing it, the classic. Yeah, we've been there. We've been there before. Yeah, too. it's good. Come and come and watch me fail. We'll be oh, there. We'll be there, bro. I'm I'm gonna be talking around some dirty shit, so you can come in. Um, and then yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get like a good 45 minutes towards the end of the year and then i'm gonna do a, a, a like a bit of a show with some of the other comedians so like your joey damons and and just getting them on and just you know and and, and just having a good time yeah i'm looking at actually doing um a live version of the podcast so going to um i've got a c- couple of really good guests lined up and then we'll do it out at a um at a place and people can just pay to come in and then um yeah, yeah so we've got some really cool ideas with that yeah bro just trying to change the game up you know Shot, man. and trying to execute man like that's what it's about like fucking fuck talking like let's just let's just work and get that get, 
get the mahi done, you know? Yeah. So, but nah, boys, fucking thank you so much, eh? Thank you, bro. Shot, Sam. Thank you for coming, man. Shot, man. Sus. <laughs> Shut up. Oh.